Oh, what is going on? What is crack-a-lacking? What's cracking? Right in the middle of rubbing my eye. Professional. Prof we're professionals here. What's going on? It's your boy, Fat Samurai Guy, back again with another video today, hanging out with Cyber Steampunk Ninja herself. That's right. Lady Fat Blood. Hanging out with all you badasses today. What is going on? Hopefully you guys enjoyed the intro at least. And as soon as the intro leaves, I'm ends, I'm like, <laughs> what is going on, all you guys? I timed that wrong. I had an itch. Samurai guy had an itch. I had to try to get rid of it. What is going on, all you badasses? Happy New Year. That's right. Happy New Year. We're kicking it off. That's right. In the year 2022. That's right. So happy new year to everyone. What is going on? We're hanging out with all you badasses. Thanks for chilling with us today. And cheers. That's right. Non-sponsored. Non-sponsored. But cheers uh, to all you badasses watching. Going to hang out with us tonight and talk movies with us. What is going on? Let's see who is here from the Movie Dojo Army. We got Lone Wolf Ronan in the house. Eric Plantier. That's right. Jan in the house. Jason Willard. What's going on? Omega 32 Electric Boogaloo. Will in the house. Oosh, that's right, Will. The View with Drew, what's going on? We have Heather in the house. We have the, se <laughs> the Sexy Zumo in the house. That's right. Hellfest, baby. It's the greatest of all time. Bob Odinson in the house. AJ Mason. Uh, the Hombre in Black, what's going on? Alexis Lewis, what's cracking? Michael Gonzalez, Life of Nate, Jake Hall again. Already got a badass super sticker from Badass Will. Thank you, sir. For supporting the channel, you guys are awesome. Bo in the house, that's right. Severio, what's going on? Angry drunken German, what's going on? Right. <laughs> I love that name, that is awesome. There we go. Joel, what's going on? Mike Swift, Mario, all right, all the badasses. We got enough badasses here hanging out with us. That's right. We're gonna get into it. And these are just our per these are just our personal picks. That's right. These are not this is this list. It's not the be-all, end-all list. And I'm sure everybody watching has their own best and the worst. So make sure, let us know in the comments below or in chat where you're hanging out with us. Let us know your top uh, 10 or 20 of the year or your worst of the year. Let us know. We'd love to read the comments as well. So yeah, I'm before just we... be sitting here for a lot of this because... Uh, oh, no, there's a lot of movies in here you will join but, in on. But big surprise, uh, you've seen a lot more shit than I have. I have. I've seen a lot more movies so, than she has. Uh, I will be doing most of I'll the talking. I'll just be sitting here going... <laughs> there's a lot for Lady Pamela to talk about. That's why I didn't want to do this uh, alone. Especially when we get to the worst uh, section, which I'm sure you guys are uh, anticipating... And waiting to hear us rant because you know you guys love that stuff. Uh, before we jump into it, though, just for just for shits and giggles, now there, believe it or not, there's a actually a lot of movies we didn't get a chance to see. So we actually didn't see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, we didn't get a chance to see Nightmare Alley. So there's a lot of movies on here you may not see. And also a quick reminder: uh, next week, I believe Tuesday, join me and Rick Myers, and we're going to be talking about our best and worst picks for uh, the best and worst of action. Plug it. Basically. Plug it. Plugging it. That's, what we're, that's why we're here. So if you're wondering, well, Samurai Guy really liked that. Do you really like that movie? I'm surprised that's not on this list today. Most likely, it's going to be on the action movie list next week. So just letting you guys know, okay? So we have some quick bootleg mentions first. 
movies that we were entertained with. We want to, you know, we we did enjoy. We want to let you guys know about these. So we're gonna just quickly go through all these really quick, okay? And then we'll get into it. All right, all right. So shout out to my boy Liam O'Donnell and my other homie from Australia, Luke Spark. Uh, two independent film directors that are very talented. I put both of their movies together for all you sci-fi alien invasion uh, movie fans. Skylines and Occupation Rainfall. That's right. These movies are for the midnight crowd, baby. That's right. Got a whole bunch of homies, some beer, some pizza. You're going to have a blast. These are popcorn fun uh, alien invasion action movie fest. That's right. And to really, to really get the most out of them, make sure you watch. Just, just make a day of it. <laughs> make sure you guys watch skyline beyond skyline and then skylines which is the third in the trilogy because you will enjoy skylines a lot more once you recognize you know who's in it and stuff like that and the same thing with occupation rainfall you want to see the first occupation film first and then watch the sequel and there's a third occupation movie coming as well especially you can check it out all you uh, boba fett fans if you're fans of tamura make sure you check out the occupation films okay uh the last duel very solid uh ridley scott uh a drama film cinematography is great great fight at the end and it's a movie with a message of course but it's very well done very well done vhs 94 we almost turned it off in the beginning <laughs> we were like oh god well god hail ratma what the fuck is this garbage with all horror anthology flicks you know you're gonna have some not all of the story short stories are gonna be great right you're gonna have ones better than others but thankfully for my boy our boy Timo, did the night comes for us. He saved that movie, and so, uh, but so VHS ninety four, definitely check it out. Good stuff. Uh, don't look up. We just recently watched, which was a lot of fun. Mm. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, we it was actually a last minute decision to kind of watch it. We yeah yeah, yeah. we kind of heard about it right, and we were just kind of perusing the the halls of Netflix right. late couple just a couple nights ago yeah and the trailer came on and we're like oh look at all these people in it and then we saw ron perlman yeah and that's your ron perlman now. and if ron perlman's in it chances are i'm gonna watch it so yeah. it's like okay well okay well he's yeah. in it so yeah had to watch it it's fun it's, it's it's definitely funny we i called it i called don't look up the over-the-top comedic version of shin godzilla <laughs> where the government's just just taking their time and not really acting on the emergency. So, so don't, don't look up. It was funny. Uh, those that wish me dead was a solid action flick. Yeah. And it was great. See Angelina Jolie was badass in it. And it was, it was cool seeing R rated violent. Yeah. Gritty movie that she was in. We enjoyed that. It's, that it's was nice seeing mindless little, uh, action, uh, just, you know, right. popcorn, popcorn yeah. flicks. Where, yeah. You know, you don't have to overthink things. Mm -hmm. Um, the stakes are there. The, the premise is, it's very simple right. and it's it's nice to just kind of sit down and enjoy a simple yeah every what you see is what you get mm -hmm. yeah nothing yeah. complicated about it yes yes i'm just checking on the comments here look at all these badasses showing up now look at that francisco like tomorrow war i didn't get a chance to see that one francisco i might check that out uh later all right all right we're gonna keep it going here um blood red sky very solid vampire flick that's right there's still hope out there to rescue the vampire genre you got a vampire on the plane. Hey, you know it's going to get crazy. Don't want to spoil or ruin it. Very surprised that they had the balls with that kind of ending. Because usually with that kind of ending, especially when it involves a child and his mother, 
they usually don't have the balls to do that. I'm very surprised what they did with the ending to that movie. So Blood Red Sky was definitely fun. Fried berry. <laughs> uh, make sure let us know. Make sure you guys can hear her talk. If you can't hear her, she'll take the mask off. Uh, oh, nobody needs to see my face. If they can't hear you, if it's oh, <laughs> everybody can hear me. All right. This is just quick bootleg honorable mentions, just really quick, Bruce, just for fun. Okay. Um, but uh uh fried berry was weird as fuck. But it was actually hilariously entertaining. Yeah, if you, an alien swoops up this dude, takes his place of his body, and that's the rest of the movie. He's on Earth experiencing Earth for the first time. It's fucking weird, but we enjoyed it, okay? All right, they can hear you. Okay, uh, <laughs> bloody hell, man. Yes. Bloody hell. Yes. Hilarious, great performance from the lead, dealing with dual roles in, in, in his own way, but it's a horror comedy. Check that out. Uh, Jacob's Wife, that was another fun horror comedy. Uh, shout out to Barbara Crampton. She's still killing it. She's great. Check out, uh, uh, excuse me, speaking, speaking of vampire fun flakes, uh, Jacob's Wife. Uh, Benny Loves You. <laughs> we had our, uh, that was one of our, okay, let's see how bad this movie is. So we gave it the five-minute movie challenge, right? We were laughing our ass off so much that we ended up loving the movie so much at the end because the movie know the movie knew what it was it's a basically a killer plushie it's a bit of a killer plush killing full people it's fucking hilarious i went and bought her the damn killer plush we should have brought it over here <laughs> but she has savannah, a benny doll then savannah would be all up in <clears throat> yeah benny loves you is hilarious guys hilarious and surprisingly shout out to drum dums who recommended this to me till death with Megan Fox, very solid thriller, man. Like, yeah. I never would have really given it a shot. And even her acting performance in that, very solid. Like, very well done. Very well done thriller. You guys need to check out Till Death. Very good. Very well done. Uh, for the sake of Vicious is fucking great. This is, how, this is how independent horror should be. For the sake of Vicious. I don't want to ruin it. But uh, a nurse gets off work. She's tired. She gets home. Somebody's in her house. But, but that person that's in her house, that invader, has somebody else, another stranger, uh, tied up and is torturing another stranger. And then it gets fucking crazy from there. And I didn't even want to tell you guys that. It's violent, crazy, brutal. Was not expecting anything that happened later in the film. I didn't, I didn't even want to tell you guys that. But make sure you guys check out for the sake of vicious... Indie horror done right. That's how you fucking do it, man. Um, the Night House. Yeah. That was good shit, man. Yeah. Uh, kind of starts off as maybe a haunted house type of situation, but turns into something a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. really want to spoil it. <laughs> no, it's uh, uh, Rebecca Hall. Fantastic performance in The Night House. She's, she's great in this. Um, and, uh, you know, her husband passed away. And... She goes to their night house to kind of grieve there and weird shit happens and, and we're not going to spoil it, but some very interesting visual uh, effects with concerning the house it was very cool. Very well done. So the night house, make sure you guys check that out. Excuse me. Uh, Werewolves Within mm. is very, really surprised us. We didn't know how funny that movie was going to be. If you guys want a good horror comedy, werewolves within man which is it's basically a mystery it's a whodunit movie okay but it's fucking hilarious <laughs> and it was fun it was a it was a good time werewolves within is good 
And the last but not least, honorable mention, just for fun. I didn't see it. That really? Oh, that didn't make it on our top. We, oh! we didn't have enough room. We didn't have enough room. Yeah. So. Okay. Oh man, speaking hilarious, hilarious. So, Here we go. So we did we hear about this from Red Letter Media? No. Or you heard? About I it? found about it uh, from the company that released the Blu-ray and re remastered it. From Vinegar that. Syndrome. I got. I think it was Vinegar Syndrome, but I got to double check on that. But yeah. Go oh, ahead. it's Vinegar Syndrome. Oh, it is. Okay, yes, it's, vinegar it's Vinegar Syndrome. Syndrome. Okay. And we because they you, announced it. You've been hearing about it. We happened to see a video on Red Letter Media's take on it, and we're like, "Oh <laughs> Jesus, we we have to!" So yes. I immediately went out and I I, I bought the Blu-ray, yes. which looks phenomenal, all things considered. Yeah. And I I am very pleased to say we were not disappointed. It was a little pricey, but it was money well spent, worth every penny. It's it's about as fun. It's almost. A, could you say it's another Miami connection? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give it that much credit because we because when we're talking lost movies that never seen the light of day, um, and were rescued and remastered uh, because of the cult following, uh, Miami Connection. We love it. We have a poster of Miami Connection, right? Right. But a, a, a New York Ninja <laughs> was a lost movie that was never finished. It was never finished, and uh, Vinegar, Vinegar Syndrome somehow got a hold of it, and they were like, we got to try to salvage this hilarious gem. So they remastered it. They brought in Don the Dragon Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, Linnea Quigley, and, was, and others, no John Berryman. There yeah, there was no, no audio for this movie. There was no script. So the, Yeah, no so, script. So they had to edit the film in a way that they could create as much of a coherent story as possible, Yeah, and then yeah. add dialogue to it right. while maintaining as much of a story as possible yeah. keeping in mind that the director mm -hmm. what's, what's the John Liu okay secret rival son he is now living on his own right and in his in his motherland right. and he from what i hear he was like no thank you i, I want nothing to do with this i I'm, right. i've got my own in i've got my own thing going on right he wanted nothing to do with the restoration process and so they brought in another director to finish the film yeah so they had nothing to work with aside from the negatives yes. from the prints and so they had to do the best they possibly could yeah but all i'm going to tell you is that there is a ninja on roller skates and if that doesn't sell you i'm sorry you're missing yeah. out ninja on roller skates if that isn't the way you want to start 2022 i feel bad for you sold so there sold. you go <laughs> I bestow that little gem too. But vigilante superhero, our beloved New York ninja, goes around and, and ends up fighting the same villains over and over again. And the fighting scenes are hilarious. It is really funny. It's funny because it's actually genuine. Like he, they tried to make a good movie and failed. It's one of those. It's one of those. Which, which are the best? <clears throat> which are the best? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, New York Ninja is great. Oh, beautiful. So yeah, if you guys want some some great a great B movie night. You're going to laugh hysterically from beginning to end with New York Ninja. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's it. Are you ready to start the best? We're going to yeah. get into it. We're going to go We're going to go to our, our picks, which movies we enjoyed this year a lot. Oh, um, oh, and then we're going to oh, go to the worst. Oh, shots fired by angry, drunken Germans. <laughs> what happened? Did you see angry, drunken uh, Germans what did comments? He, hold on a second. Let me, hold on. What, what, is, what did he say there? That sword fight at the end of New York Ninja was better than anything in the new Matrix movie. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He must have did that, like, way earlier. So, that was not long ago. 
Oh my God. Wow. Amazing. That's amazing. I, I like that. That's hilarious. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Very, very well done. Uh, angry drunken German. You know what? You know what? Angry drunken German. You know what? <laughs> you know what? You're oh, getting we've it. Got our first. You're getting the first our of the first night. First of 2022. Angry drunken German, yes. my friend. You have earned yourself the Redford. There you go. I'm We're sorry. back. I'm sorry. It's first, been... first Redford of the night. It's Great job. Wonderful job. Angry German. <laughs> oh my goodness. What's going on? Disconnected crack. What's, what's cracking? Jamie Powell in the house. What's going on? Hey, oh, <laughs> he is honored beyond words. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into it. Let me get the banner up here. The best of 2021. Let's go ahead and get into it here. And these are just our personal favorite picks. Most of them. Most of them from me, uh, but we'll get into it here. Hold on. Let me get rid of all these uh, banners here. All right. Here we go, guys. Let's get it cracking. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Get this here. I was going to put that other banner up, but that was kind of in the way, huh? And now I'm blinding everyone. <laughs> it's, it's tradition. They know you don't have a skin pigment. It's fine. You know, you're gotta, beautiful. We got to do something about this. All right, here we go. First up, these are our top 20 picks of the year movies we definitely enjoyed and surprised us. First up, a nice little small drama. Uh, it was it was a dark comedy, but it's a it was based off of a play, and the name of this movie. First up, at number twenty. First up, Small Engine Repair, starring John Bernthal, Shia Wingham, and I'm I, I I'm sure I botched his name. I apologize. And let's talk about that. Uh this is based on a play that these guys used to do back, I think, in the mid two thousands. I want to say, yeah. Uh, stage play. Yes. And you can kind of see that just based on how much of a very quiet like, yeah. drama uh -huh. that it is. And um, let's see. You don't really want to give it away. Yeah, we, we, we're not going to spoil it. That's but... kind of the point of, of watching everything unfold. Because, again, it's a very quiet, low-key family drama. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's a man. He just gets out of prison. Mm -hmm. um, he, and, and while he's in prison, his... Go ahead. No, you were. Oh, that. while he was in prison, uh, his daughter was taken care of by his two best friends, played by John Bernthal, and they kind of, kind of watched over the daughter, kind of raised her a little bit until he got out. Right, and uh, you do a really quick jump cut to several years later. The mm -hmm. girl is a teenager. Yeah, and she's getting prepped to go to college, and yeah. uh, you know she they have a very they have a very interesting relationship how in so much that they the dad is clearly has he clearly has something under underlying his his calm demeanor right you know obviously we saw that he went to prison for something but you yeah. don't know what obviously the mom uh she's gone i don't remember oh she's she's a former deadbeat mom but that yeah, comes in it comes into much. play later and uh so it's it's been just the the, the daughter being raised 
kind of by these three dudes. Right. And so the daughter and the dad have this very, not very traditional father-daughter relationship. You see them bickering and cursing at each other, but in an obvious, not not disrespectful, I hate you, fuck off, dad, yeah, but in a yeah. very, listen, <clears throat> I love you, but you got to stop fucking around. Right. We, we have things to do. We have shit. We got to get our shelf. We got to get our stuff together. Yeah. I have to go off and I got to do this for myself. I got to go to school, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And uh, so she gets into school. Um, she's, everything looks good. And then something really bad happens. <laughs> just, to, yeah. just to kind of well, drop so, the ball yeah. and then just, Leave it at that. Something so, happens. Yeah. So again, it's a dark comedy. Like it's hilarious throughout the movie, and then when something serious happens, very you know towards the I guess the third act. I get second half of the movie. Second half. Yeah. Yeah. Something serious happens, and then you're like, "Fuck! Is this it, is this movie turning into because like this? You like, don't what know is going exactly on? what happened, right? And right, then right, right. things start to get revealed, and then it's like, oh. Okay. Right, right, yeah. And yeah, very, very well done. Very amazing performances for the entire cast. Even the daughter, you know, the daughter, very great acting from everyone involved. Uh, but it's just one of those movies that really surprised us. Yeah. Because we didn't, again, we didn't even know this movie existed. Exactly. And I gave it a shot and I rented it and I was like, this was fucking great, man. So small engine repair uh, snuck its way. You know, definitely yeah. a movie we wouldn't have thrown on here, but you know, earlier, it, but it's it, nice. it, right at the last minute, it yeah. snuck in here, man. It's one of those. Yeah. I'm really glad we got to see it. Yeah, and it's it's nice to have those little moments and those little movies that kind of just get in there and kind of wind their way into your brain. Yeah. Happy New Year, Yusuf and uh, Travis. Happy New Year, you guys. All right. So that's number twenty. Number nineteen. Uh, what a what a what a interesting year and a. Uh, in, a, in an amazing year for Samurai Guy, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, last year was, um, you know, I had the honor of uh, meeting and streaming with one of the greater, one of the best action movie directors we have going today. Jesse V. Johnson was on the channel. Make sure you go check out that video if you missed it. Hanging out with Samurai Guy talking movies. And I got a chance to meet actress Nina Bergman, who's, she's, they call her Queen Bergman for a reason. And uh, my boy, Dominique uh, Vandenberg, I got a chance to meet these wonderful people. And we were talking about their upcoming movie, Hell Hath No Fury. That's right. Don't let the terrible Photoshop of poor Nina fool you. (laughs) Don't don't hold that against the movie. I don't know who approved that. Yeah. But that's not not an indication of the quality of the film. No, it doesn't represent the movie that well. Uh, But... The movie was, I did her dirty. Um, The movie uh, basically gave me everything I was hoping it was going to be. And it was a small scale, suspenseful drama, almost in a way, kind of like an old Western where who do you trust? Who's got the gold? You know, do we align? Do, Do the enemies team up together? Do the heroes and the enemies team up together for a greater enemy? Who do you trust? And it was one of those suspenseful action flicks that actually had more action in it than I was expecting. I was surprised uh, that it had that much action in it because I wasn't expecting that much action. Uh, But very well done. Daniel Bernhardt killed it. Uh, Our boy Louis Mandalore killed it. Everybody did a fantastic job. Cinematography was great. And it was was what I was hoping it was. And without spoiling too much, I'm going to brief plot synopsis. 
<clears throat> I know oh, it's hard. It's hard um, to spoil, but yeah. Nina is a lady who <laughs> she's has a lady found herself in the company of a high-ranking yeah. German officer who has acquired some ill-gotten gold. And you know how ill-gotten gold, you know what I mean, in Germany right. in, the, in the 40s. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And they have this relationship that's suggesting that they are going to be making a break from the SS and the Nazi party. Yeah. And they're going to flee and uh, they're going to escape all, escape it all using the gold. And on their way from escaping, they are ambushed by um, the French uh, freedom fighters mm-hmm. on the French side, mm-hmm. resistance fighters. Right. And uh, meanwhile, these American soldiers, they hear about the gold that's mm-hmm. been stashed in this cemetery that Nina had to stash there while that where this ambush took place. Right. One year later. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And um, so they make their way to the cemetery looking for the gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and parties meet up looking for the gold. Yeah. And um, and it, there's some violence that ensues. There's some betrayal. There's some trust issues. There's some surprising things that happen as well. But uh, just a, it was what I was hoping it was. Small scale suspense action drama. And uh, you don't see that many of these type of movies anymore. Right. You know what I mean? So, and dare I say that a certain film that we shall be talking about. Oh, Oh, thank you. Yes. Tried. Yes. Tried to touch on certain themes of female empowerment and failed miserably. Failed. This film managed to do it with more subtlety and did it correctly. Did it right. Talking down to us all like we're children. That's right. That's right. And I appreciate the hell out of this film for doing yes. so. Yes. And we'll get into the movies that did it wrong this, when we get to the worst. This movie proved <laughs> that you can do it. Yeah. This movie took a scenario that actually happened in World War II. Yeah. Where women had to do what they had to do to survive. Right. Back then. Right, right, right. For better or for worse. hmm Women... You didn't have a lot of options back then. You just right. didn't. Right, right, yeah. And that's that's a fact. Right. And Nina is a character. She had to do what she had to do to survive. Yeah. What are her motives? Mm-hmm. What is her motivation? Yeah. What side is she on? Why mm-hmm. did she do what she do? Why did she betray her people? What did she do? Yeah. All these questions are out there. Mm-hmm. And the, the subject matter, I thought, was treated very well. Yeah. Unlike another movie that we're gonna cut, we're gonna talk about it fucking later. Yeah. And some of you probably know what it is already because I'm already getting riled up. <laughs> so I'm gonna take it we'll down get there. We'll get there. We're gonna move on to the next one. But yes, really quickly though, uh, female empowerment done correctly. And there's nothing absolutely woke about this film. So definitely check out Joel. Hell hath no fury. You win the prize, bud. But Evan, he he guessed it. He guessed what movie you're talking about. Oh god. <laughs> Oh, we're getting into it. All right, next up. Thank you, uh, DJ Neko. Hi, Neko. Neko. What's Hi, going on? Bye. What's going on? Uh, next up, uh, one of my favorites of this year, uh, another indie horror done right. Censor, baby. Very well done. Very well done. And I'm not spoiling a goddamn thing about it. <laughs> I showed it to her. She was entertained by it. Uh, again, we're going we're gonna to have some movies on it, on here that are not for everyone. Uh, 
you know, it's this is a slow burn film. So you may be bored out of your mind. You may go blip. What the hell is Samurai Guy talking about? I would I would suggest to you stick stick with it because the ending's fucking great. And the ending stayed with me when this movie was over. Yeah, you yeah. you told me it was a slow burn and you told me that people were bored with it. And I'm like, really? Well, it's 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 not for it's not I for thought I thought it had a really brisk runtime. Yeah. It's not even an hour and thirty. Right. I didn't feel it dragged at all. Right. It, it gives you a lot of good information up front, yes. um, a lot of subtlety. Mm-hmm. It gives you a really good character development. It's a really good story. Um, yeah. There's only maybe one thing that I wanted out of it that it didn't give me, and that's I can live with it. Right. So I, I right. thought it was very well made. I enjoyed it. All right. Yeah. Sensor is very, very, very good, and I love endings like this. And again, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna ruin it for you. <laughs> But I love endings like that. But uh, we have this uh, the female actress here who did a great job in the film. Uh, this is this takes place in the eighties, and she's a censor. She basically uh, the video nasty the video nasty for, for England in the eighties, as right. they were called. Where, yeah. believe it or not, the British were just as prudy as we are here in the states, yeah. if not worse, in their editing of films. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't have you couldn't have fight scenes with nunchucks. Right, like there was a, there was a lot of issues, Can't but kick people when they're but down. she uh, she was involved with you know with the video nasties and, and film studios behind the scenes. She would view the movies, and she would basically censor out and take stuff out that was too risky, too gory. That's part of the film, and in her in her way, she feels like she's protecting. You know, society. She's protecting everyone. Because we would be terrible censors. Oh, we would. <laughs> get fired. You didn't do anything. Minutes. You didn't cut out. You didn't cut out anything. But right? It was so much fun. Right? I know, right? Yeah, because uh, something happened to her when she was a girl. Yeah, and so she feels compelled to do this for the sake of society and for right. the good of society in right. her mind. It's right. a very good, compelling reason. Character-driven movie, right? It's yeah. it all makes sense. Yeah, very and and a, and a great ending. So make sure you guys check out Censor. Uh, here we go, baby. Because of another movie, and y'all know which one I'm talking about. Once I once I show this one, it brought my expectations down even more. And we'll get to that movie in the worst. And so when I went in to see Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, I was pleasantly surprised of how fun um uh this was and how well done it was and especially with the first half with all the fight scenes this movie uh the fight scenes were filmed well i was like thank god i just i took a breath i just took a breath in the theater i was like (sighs) there's hope there's hope for mainstream hollywood kind of and we'll get to that later uh but yeah i was i was very happy with this uh and it was just a fun movie man and i was like you know what there, there's hope. There's hope here. We have hope. Uh, but it's a love letter. It's a love letter to martial arts and Asian cinema, man. You know, that We have different slices and styles uh, displayed throughout this. So you have, look at the fight on the, on the fight on the bus. Great, great fight sequence, right? That was an ode to a little bit of Jackie Chan, right? Then you have the wuxia genre. We have the flying swordsman. And you have the fantasy aspect. All these little nuggets and pieces were thrown in here, and I was like, you know what? That's act- it was. It was actually a fun time. So I really had. I know Aquafina's character. Some stuff she said busted me up. Some stuff wasn't really that funny. But that's a lot with a lot of Marvel movies. You can have comedy that hits, and sometimes it misses as well. So that's the norm. But overall, the lead was great. He did a great job. Great martial artist. A fun actor. Shang Chi really surprised me. He was very well done. 
And tell me this. If you haven't seen this, I'm sorry, but I have to spoil this. Sorry. We got little bonuses in the film, too. You got Yuen Wah, Michelle Yeoh, Tony Long, who's amazing as the Mandarin. Tell me this. What other Marvel movies out there where you have a straight-up kingpin badass <laughs> who goes in there and murders an entire room in front of his son, leans down and tells his son that's how you do it, grabs his hand, and they go out and get, to go get McDonald's. That's fucking badass. That's fucking hardcore, and that's stuff you don't usually see in Disney Marvel Universe. So that right there <laughs> puts it on the list. And they don't go get McDonald's, but that was a joke. But yeah, Shang-Chi, Tony Lung killed it. All right, here we go. Next up, another fun surprise, man. Cop Shop. Oh, boy. Um, so, uh, Gerard Butler. Yeah, baby. Is one of those actors. I, I feel like he kind of, I mean, I know you've been you've been following his uh, Such and Such Has Fallen series. I haven't been watching them. Angel Has Fallen, Da 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 Has Fallen. I've only seen the first two, which were fun. I really? haven't seen the third one. I thought yet. you were following all those. I was falling for the falling film. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So I haven't been seeing him a lot lately. Right, right. Having right. said that, damn, I miss him. And this, getting to see him in this was just so much fucking fun. Yeah. Um, he clearly was just in his own little world, yeah. just hamming it up, chewing the scenery, and I could have just watched another yeah. 30 minutes of it. Yeah. Um, Frank Grillo was good in here, too, playing yeah. a, a sleazy, horrible person. Who, who spent most of the film trying to kind of make you sympathize with him. Yeah. Which yeah. was which was interesting. an, interesting, an yeah. interesting little point. Yeah. Um, until the end was like, okay, mask off. You know, mm-hmm. fuck it. I got nothing left to lose. Right. Um, so, yeah, you got the, the, you know, classic scenario. You got the potential good guy, potential bad guy locked right. up in the jail together. Yeah. Small scale. But the whole movie takes place in the police precinct. Right. Yeah. In the jail. Yeah. More, almost, jail. yeah almost yeah. in the, almost most, a lot of it in the jail. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, you, you gotta watch it just for Butler. Yeah. Like, watch it for Butler. I mean, he, yeah. he really, he, he just makes it so much fun. Yeah. Um, and the female actress did a good job as well, uh, mm-hmm. in the movie, but yeah, when you watch Gerard Butler in this movie, it's going to remind you, Oh yeah, he was awesome. You know, <laughs> it's going to remind you. <laughs> Even if you again, like you haven't seen him in a long time, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, that's why I like Gerard Butler in the past." Yeah, he's great. Yeah, yeah. Cop Shop uh, definitely has n- nice little fun action thriller. Very well done. Uh, our pick. And speaking of Frank Grillo, yeah, this has to be, in our opinion, the most underrated movie of the year because this movie came out yeah. on a streaming service. I didn't hear anybody talk about it. it I barely heard anybody talk about it. It kind of just landed, and that was that. Which yeah. kind of sad. Yeah. I don't know, maybe because it was a Hulu thing. Hulu exclusive? I don't, I don't know, know if it was because Mel Gibson was in it, and nobody really wants to talk to him. That could be it as um, well. Which, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But this was it. this was a fucking blast. But oh, my God. This was so much fun. It's rated our Groundhog Day. Rated our Groundhog Day. It's That's right. fun. It's fun. Violent. 
hilarious. It 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 reignited my love for uh, taking my time from Boston. The song. I mean, <laughs> I uh, what is it? Four play long time. That's the name of the yeah, song. Yeah, Four play yeah. long time. Yeah. And I haven't heard that song yeah. since I was oh god, talking about yeah. my twenties. Yeah. Like I used to love that song. I mean, it's a it's a fun movie. It's, Dude, this it's... is this is the most underrated movie of the year, and it's boss level. If you guys have not seen Boss Level from beginning to end, this movie is entertaining, hilarious as all fuck. This movie is hilarious. The action scenes are very well done. Mel Gibson's great in it. And Michelle Yeoh's in it as well. <laughs> Michelle Yeoh's in everything. <laughs> as she deserves yeah, to it's be. Michelle Yeoh, man. She is the queen. Yeah, she's the she is literally the queen. <laughs> But boss level is it's so much fun. Recently, uh, OGP seen it a couple of months ago because I recommended it to him, and he was like, "Dude, this movie's great." Him and Fluffy had a great time. So I'm telling you, boss level. If you haven't seen boss level, make sure you guys check it out. But basically, the, it just repeats for poor Frank Grillo's character every day, and it's just what every when he thinks he's got it, it just woof, it just turns into something else, and a little bit of even a little bit of emotional con- content thrown in at the end too that was unexpected but just a lot of fun make sure you guys check out uh boss level man seriously seriously oh we have some fans of boss level look at that all right awesome awesome all right here we go this another little excuse me quiet surprise yeah that's right that's right uh the harder they fall uh was Another one of my favorite movies of the year. Very entertaining. Very highly stylized. Will that be on the best action movie list video, which is coming out next next uh, of the year list next Tuesday? But, and I loved it. I really enjoyed it. But when I think of real Westerns, there's, diff- there's all kinds of different versions of Westerns, right? You got the highly stylized one, like The Harder They Fall. But what, what, what to me personally, everybody has their own preference. A real greedy, dark, people look fucking dirty. <laughs> people don't look pretty and glamorous the whole fucking movie. They look like they fucking took damn taking a shower in goddamn month. All right. They look like they stank. All right. They look like they stank. Okay. Real gritty, dirty. Probably everyone's on the verge of death. Those are the type of westerns I usually like. And we came across this. I saw the trailer. I was like, mm, this looks like right up my alley. Will it will it will it entertain us? So we rented it, we watched it, and we were like, that's what I'm fucking talking about, man. Restores again my faith in the real type of western. The one I prefer that I prefer. And old Henry, baby. Mm. What? What y'all know about old Henry? Y'all don't know nothing about no old Henry now. <laughs> And the movie's about a man named Henry, and he's old. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. Next movie. <laughs> so, so there's really, I, you know, we went in blind. Yeah, went in blind. And, I saw the trailer, but you didn't. But yeah. And, oh, sumo. There but. you go. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So. It, it, again, if you haven't seen it, I, I would much prefer you go. In, I recommend you go in blind. That's why um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil anything. Yeah, it, it's it's it, it is a slow burn. Slow burn because it's yeah. it, that's it's it's name the game with this kind of movie. Yeah. Um. 
I personally didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome. No, you know, but no. I, you know, I I feel like when a movie is engaging, yeah, um, it's about the story. You know, I know some the characters. People, I know some people probably can't sit through Unforgiven, and I'm sorry. Um, I'm sad. Yeah, I'm sad for you. It's not for everyone. <laughs> I mean, that's you know, not that's, everyone's in this slow burn. Just your preference. Yeah, but when the performances are there and the story is there, yeah, and the the tension is there, and this movie has yes. tension. Yes, and that's kind of the name of the underlying a, feel. For there's this a movie. little bit of action, just a little bit, but uh, overall, the movie was very well done. It was kick ass. I enjoyed it, and uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, not to spoil it, but uh, old Henry, uh, times are not uh, going that well for him and his son. They're farmers. They're kind of a failed farmers, and they're just trying to make ends meet excuse me, ends meet, and uh, one day Henry finds a horse, and he's like, where's where's the rider? Where's the rider? So he grabs the horse, he takes it back home, and he goes inside and finds that his son has found the uh, the rider, you know, the owner of the horse, and they're, they're trying to heal him and get him, you know, trying to help him out. And then, not too long after that, Stephen Dorff, who did a, he had a great performance in this film, comes calling that's right outside the front of his house with his crew looking for that for that man that's all i'm gonna say but old henry scratched the itch for the samurai guy with the old school slow burn western but not boring suspense driven good shit so make sure you guys check out old henry if you're into that if you're into that kind of stuff for you all right there you're welcome There you go. Oh, Bo, what's going on, brother? Oh shit! Look at that. Oh, thank you from. Thank you, my friend. Recommendation. Uh, Eighteen eighty-three is the western I've been waiting. Uh, excuse me, I've been needing in my life. It checks all the boxes: gritty, violent people with moral, uh, without oh, morals. Man. Plus, it has Sam Elliott. What? Verge? It's got Verge. Oh, there you go. oh shit! Eighteen eighty-three. You writing it down? Oh, right. we'll 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 take note of that. Thank you, Bo. Thank you. Uh, Patrick, I haven't seen Promising Young Woman from last year. I mean, uh, the, was that 2020? Uh, was that 2020? I'm not sure, to be honest, I've when that of, came out. I've heard about it, so. Yeah. All right. I probably right. will watch it one day, though. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that 1883 for sure. Yeah. I have not seen Vanquish, Chase. I have not seen that one. Oh, got Super Chat from Adam. Thank you, brother. Certified badass channel member. He says, I don't mind slow burns, especially if the story is good. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed Old Henry. Hey, we got another fan. Nice. Just like The Witch isn't for everyone, that's another slow burn I enjoyed. Hey, we enjoyed The Witch as well. All right. Nice, Adam. Thank you. Oh, it's on Peacock. Oh, it's on Peacock. Okay, we'll have to wait. We'll wait for that one. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I want to see that for sure. You know, we got Verge up in there. It's Sam Elliott. <laughs> now, come on now. We got to support Verge. Uh, old Henry, very well done. And here's another. When we're talking, we're talking slow burns here. Now <laughs> it's the slow burns uh, stream. So uh, here's the slow burn of all slow burns. But you know what? Haven't read the books. Believe it or not, being an '80s kid, have not seen the original that came out in the '80s. Went into this blind, really no expectations at all. Before I went into it, a lot of people that I know said 20 minutes in, they turn it off. They couldn't take it. I was like, oh, God. 
Or they'll say, it took me a whole week to finish it. I'll say, oh my God, what am I in for, right? It's that boring, right? So I went in to, to watch this film. Very brand new to this universe. The only thing I know about this universe was that it helped inspire Star Wars, as many other things helped inspire Star Wars. And you really see it in this film. But I went in, I'm I'm sorry, I might get a lot of flack for this, I'm sorry, but I gotta be true to myself. I wasn't bored, and the soundtrack was great, the cinematography was great, and when there was action, which was very little of it, it was very well done. I'm I'm sorry, I, I enjoyed Dune, man. <laughs> I really enjoyed Dune. I know, I know, a lot of you are probably disappointed, I'm sorry, but I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, especially... When you look at it as you know, I don't want to. I don't want to use this as, as an example, but it's kind of a Game of Thrones in space, and you guys know what I think about Game of Thrones done right in space, uh, where it's just all about betrayal, and you got one faction fucking over another faction. I mean, that's kind of the the meat, the heart of Dune, at least the first part. We'll see what happens with the next parts, but I know, I know. I know I'm getting a lot of flack for it, but I I was perfectly fine with Dune. I really I really enjoyed it. So, uh, great soundtrack too, and great performances. We have some Dune fans here. <laughs> I knew it was like that, but I did it. Like yeah, like I said, it's Game it's Game of Spices. Yeah, I know. I just I don't know. It was fun going in blind. I think that kind of helped my enjoyment of it, and uh, I enjoyed it. So, so there's Dune. Uh, next up, now, a movie that could have been The Rise of Skywalker. No, was Rise of Skywalker? Mm-hmm. That could have been The Rise of Skywalker of this franchise. <laughs> that I thought may have been, might be The Rise of Skywalker of the franchise. But thank God, despite this film's flaws, there's flaws, it's not a perfect movie. But despite its flaws, this salvaged and saved what the Spectre fucked up. But yeah, no time to die. The final nail in the coffin (laughs) for the Daniel Craig era of Bond. And this is just his era. Okay. Uh, Very surprised what they did with the character at the end of the movie. Uh, I was just very happy that it was a love letter in a way to Bond fans with all the Easter eggs and homages, but as not just that, but it basically did the best that it could to try to salvage the shit show that Spectre was, which fucked everything up. And, uh, if you look at it that way, I give a lot of credit uh, for this movie. But again, there's flaws. The The villain seems a little underdeveloped, underused. Villain, the villain seems a little wasted. Uh, the, the, the romantic, uh, the, the romance between him and the love of his life or whatever does still feel forced. But uh, they got the stunts right. They got the action right. They got the suspense right. Uh, they introduced some fun characters. And... It just was a nice little love letter, you know what I mean, to the Bond fans, and I think they pulled it off. I know a lot of people hate this movie. I think they pulled it off because Spectre fucked, again, fucked up everything. 
So they had to do the best they can. So it could have been The Rise of Skywalker, but uh, I enjoyed No Time to Die. Another, another special surprise of the year. And we were kind of around this time, we were kind of burnt out. Uh, we were getting very burnt out with disappointing AAA movies. Oh, whether they're released in theater or they're released at home and they're big budget and, and we're just blockbusters and popcorn fest. And we were just like, hey, let's go. Let's get excited. Let's watch this shit. We, and it ended up being shit. We and we were disappointed. We were so tired of big budget mainstream popcorn disappointments that we were kind of burnt out at this time of the year. We were burnt out. We were like, dude, is the next movie we're going to look forward to going to fucking suck too? We had two. We had one movie that we had really been looking forward to completely blow it in our faces. Yeah. Which is going to make the list later. Just one? Well, no, because we were really <laughs> right. looking forward to it. The other one, we right. were like, eh, we'll see. And it sucked. But we had right. to pay for that one. Yeah. That's on the list too. Okay. So going to see this, we had to go see it in the theater. Because we didn't want to wait. Well, I don't know. If, I don't think it was available on streaming. No, that's what I'm saying. We didn't want to wait for mm. streaming. We didn't want to wait several weeks yeah. for it to come to streaming. Knew so. absolutely nothing. Of, we didn't know what the fuck is this was. We saw the trailer. We're like, what is this? We saw the trailer, which was very vague. Yeah. And it's like. Like, what is this? Okay. Yeah. But it was Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. And a pig. And a motherfucking pig. And uh, I personally came out. Loving the hell out of the, out of this film, and uh, it was one of those that kind of stuck with me for a while. Yeah, um, I remember going into work that night, and it kind of like just kind of sitting there in my brain. Yeah, like oh man, I'm still thinking about this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, you yeah, know when yeah. a movie does that, it, it kind of tells me that yeah, yeah. Usually when I hate a film or I love a film, yeah, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> if I hate a film, it sticks in my head and I get more and more and more angry. Right. If right, I love right. a film, I keep thinking about it. And I keep thinking about it. And I'm like, man, I really love this. And it's like, oh man, I really love this. It's like, wow. You know, the scenes yeah. keep replaying in my head. And and again, not knowing anything, what we were what kind of movie it was. We didn't know if it was a revenge movie. Nicholas Cage was gonna go John Wick. They fuck they took his pig and go John Wick and kill some motherfuckers. And then at the end, you know, rescue his pig and then say that'll do pig, and then that'll end the movie. Right? We didn't know what we were gonna get into. Like if it was gonna be a slow burn or what. We just sat back and were so interested and and invested is the word I'm looking for in the movie because of its storytelling that didn't pander to the audience and it didn't look at the audience and go. Audience, you're fucking dumb. We're going to spell out everything every goddamn five minutes because you're stupid. It was nice to be treated with respect. And the movie slowly told the story and we slowly figured things out. And then we realized it was just, it was like, man, this is such a good movie. We're, it was very unexpected. And around this time of last year, when we're burnt out with AAA disappoint, disappointments, mm -hmm. This movie was just so per. It was perfect timing. It was like a healing salad. It was yes. It was a healing salad from the bad Burger King burger we had that was sitting in the damn goddamn microwave all week, right? It was that burger was advertised all week as the best burger ever, but what you didn't know was in the goddamn microwave all week sitting there. We ate it. We got sick. Oh my 
finally had that nice yummy salad, you know, oh. and uh, it was nice to uh, be pleasantly surprised. Nicolas Cage's performance was great. This is a movie where it reminds you, oh yeah, Nicolas Cage used to be this great actor, uh, and it's it's just a good movie, man. Very heart, very heartfelt. Oh. So Pig has to make the list. And now back to the popcorn. Now, hey, fuck it. We had our salad. Fuck it. We're going right back into it's cheat day, goddammit. It's to, cheat day. We're going back and to we're pizza. going, we're going back to pizza, goddammit. Here we go. <laughs> uh, here we go, man. The Suicide Squad. Hell yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. What a fun movie, man. What a fun, violent as fuck. James Gunn giving no fucks. Right. This is a perfect movie where. They ju- you can tell they just let the director do whatever he wanted. <laughs> he had the freedom and and pulled it off. It's just... uh, did you ever think motherfucking polka dot man would make you feel sorry? No, <laughs> make you and... feel for no man, they killed polka dot man. This is bullshit. You know, and that's and that's what's kind of sad is that this movie <laughs> it's, it's now considered a flop. Yeah, well, a lot of the HBO Maxes are flops. Which yeah, it's, it's I know, just, it's, I know, it's I know. So sad. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I again, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think a yeah. lot of lessons will be learned from this. Uh, yeah. This venture that Warner Brothers made. Um, but yeah, this movie, I can't say that I'm necessarily surprised because it's James Gunn. Right. 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 Um, but. <laughs> Boy, did I have a blast watching this movie. Never was a John Cena fan. Right. Never was a fan. John Cena had me rolling. <laughs> he had me rolling in this movie, man. Like, seriously, seriously. Special effects were fun. And it's not perfect. We wanted to see more from your boy, uh, Peter Capaldi. Yeah. He was kind of underutilized. Yeah, you know, you Capaldi... Know. It- you know, it'll happen. Yeah, um, yeah, ultimately, yeah. it kind of wasn't necessarily about him, which is, I can understand that. Right. Um, but yeah, and, and they managed to salvage a little bit from the first Trash Heap right. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, <coughs> yeah. RIP Captain Boomerang. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was just... It was just it was uh, it was so much fun. Yeah. It was so irreverent. It was so crazy. It mm-hmm. was it was violent. Uh, you got a bit of dick in there. Um, <laughs> a never, bit of dick. I'm that never, dick was huge. I'm never gonna let anybody forget that. <laughs> um, you know, we got we got we got the big driss. We got the big driss. Son. You know, getting to do his thing. King, Any anytime King, people yeah. get to see Idris Elba on the big screen. Oh yeah. Being Idris Elba makes me happy because yeah. I feel like not enough people know what this man is capable of. Right. You know, because a lot of times he makes it to the big screen and he's either too stoic or he's in shitty films. <laughs> see Ghost Rider 2 and see, uh, watch, what was it? Uh, the, the, oh God, the movie that we watched. <laughs> oh God, the Matthew McConaughey, the Stephen King movie that we watched oh, that I completely uh... forgot about. The Gunslinger. The Gunslinger the, the dark, movie. The Dark Tower. The Dark Tower. Jesus, yeah. I totally forgot we watched that. Oh, my God. I forgot we watched that yeah. movie last year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And my boy Sly Stallone playing some King Shark. Right. Excuse me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, not everybody loved the movie. The hyper over-the-top violence mixed with the dark comedy. Turns people into the lady from Censor. 
turns people into the lady from censor yeah and they just they just they can't uh, ooh, yeah. they don't know how to feel yeah we're perfectly perfectly at home <laughs> with that kind of shit so uh and and i had the honor last year as well if you guys haven't seen that video check it out i had the badass martial arts legend stuntman himself richard norton uh hanging out on the channel talking with the samurai and uh it was always an honor to have him but he talked about how him and his stunt team they really really kicked it into high gear for all the action that was in suicide squad you know training margot robbie and all that stuff and especially joel kinnaman and john cena's fight secrets you know if you guys are curious we show behind the scenes of that all right so check out that video if you haven't seen it but yeah suicide this the suicide squad a lot better than we thought it was going to be i think at first we thought it was just going to be fun yeah and that I, was I guess it. and I we were like so. this is great i guess the level of violence probably was the only thing that did maybe surprise me because right right right, right. it was by all means it was by all accounts supposed to go to theaters which it did Right, but it's just because it was on HBO Max simultaneously, it just didn't do well. And a movie that mainstream having that much violence, being a comic yeah. book film, yeah, that's kind of insane. Got to celebrate that kind of stuff, guys. <laughs> All right, speaking again, because <laughs> it's fun. Oh, it's fantasy violence. It's okay. Um, next up, another surprise, another salvaging, just like James Bond's No Time to Die salvage. Everybody, that come franchise. At me. Come at me. No, it's fine. We got to be honest. We got to be I real. Don't, I don't care. No. But I can tell you, I have now seen this movie twice. Okay. And I know I didn't give this movie the highest rating when we first talked about it, but I was basing it purely on the fact that I didn't feel like it was the most dynamic story which i still don't think it's the greatest story right it's still your average superhero story right got to bring the team together but yeah. in terms of what we got before yes and what we were supposed to get and what we ended up getting which mm -hmm. we never technically should have gotten because of the hollywood system mm -hmm. and how lucky we were to get it right and how much more coherent of a film yes. it is i am sorry you can trash talk me all you want, <laughs> but I will die on this hill. Okay. I love Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was so well done. I'm not saying it's the greatest film ever made. No. I'm not saying that. And you wouldn't necessarily put it on your top 10 superhero movies of all time. I'm not saying that at all. Right. But I am saying I love this version of the film. Yes. I love... I love how how in-depth it is. Oh, yeah. I love how engaging it is. I love how everybody gets a turn yeah. in the spotlight. Cyborg story, so much better. I fucking love yeah. the score. I can't tell you how much I have listened to the soundtrack since it got released on yeah. Amazon. And yeah. how, how, ever since I bought it, I've listened to it so many times. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I'm, again... <laughs> I'm not saying it's the greatest movie ever made. I'm not saying that. It's funny. It's funny because I'm apologize. I apologize, apologize earlier for liking Dune, and <laughs> now she's apologizing for Justice League. Look, we don't have to apologize. Okay, it, and that's, it, it's, and Anubis. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, I'm not, it's not for everybody. I I I know somebody. I know somebody. Yeah. A friend of mine. Yeah, he hates the Zack Snyder verse for right. DC. Yeah, I've. I, yeah. it's fine. I get it. 
Yeah. I get it. But, but we, we, I liked yeah. the direction that Snyder was going in. Yeah. And I liked his director's cuts of things. Like, yeah. I really loved the director's cut of BVS. It's I, better, yeah. Yeah, I, I mm -hmm. loved his... It's like, I don't think they're perfect films. Right. But I just like how they're just kind of different. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. And I just, I love how the music goes along yeah. with it and they try to keep themes and all that. Yeah. That's and we, all it is. It's and just we graded we graded this comparing it to the travesty that was the Josh Whedon cut. The Batman going around sucking Superman's dick the whole fucking movie. There's a big difference. <laughs> the big difference. Josh Whedon, <laughs> Batman sucking dick <laughs> the whole movie. Or we got a lot better, yeah. darker, more violent, a lot more. The story makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, Snyder version. So it's not for everyone. However, uh, we were blown away of how much better of a movie it was in comparison to the Whedon version. Okay. All right. Next up. Uh, was there anything else about Justice League? Or are we going to keep going? I think we're good. All right. I think I pissed off enough people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's fine. It's what I do. It's fine. All right. All right, here we go. Next up. Nobody. 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 Oh, yeah. Our boy, Daniel Bernhardt. That's right. From Hell Half No Fury. Trained Bob Odenkirk from Breaking Bad for two years for this movie. And Bob delivered. Acting performance, great. Handled all the action and stunts like a badass. Rizza was good in it. Our boy, old school Christopher Lloyd was good in it. He was great in it. And, 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 and this is not. Stop labeling this as a John Wick ripoff. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> okay? All right? I mean, if you haven't, some, if you haven't yeah, seen the movie and you've only yeah. seen the trailer, sure. Stop of it. Of course you're going to label it. It's a lot more than that. It's a lot more than that. Uh, but if you're like... If you like action movies, if you're a fan of action, if you're not a fan of action movies, then you won't give a shit. But if you're a fan of action movies, you got to give nobody a chance. And that was probably the most fun we've had in the theater, I think, before all the other disappointments that came later. <laughs> Afterwards, uh, we saw that in the theater with uh, with some friends. I think Sexy Sumo was there, I believe, and our buddy Edgar. And we just had a great time. Uh, violent, badass, scratched the fucking itch, hilarious uh nobody is a great time it definitely deserves uh to be uh on the list for sure definitely all right here we go <clears throat> keep it going another surprise yes <laughs> another surprise this this really really <clears throat> surprised me and we're cheating a little bit but fuck it we're cheating yeah, but fuck it this is a cheat, it's going on the list it, it's worthy to talk about because not every movie <clears throat> gets this kind of treatment no and no. Uh, just a little bit of backstory from the Rocky franchise. Mm -hmm. Love the first one. Right. The third one is my personal favorite. As is mine. Right. That's but our you favorite. You have a massive soft spot for part four. Rocky four is amazing. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if the whole movie is montages. I don't care. Rocky four is amazing. But yeah, go ahead. Whereas... I've obviously I like Rocky Three better. I've but seen I love Rocky Four. I I I understand the significance of Rocky Four. Yeah, I get it. It was during the, the soundtrack's amazing. The height of the cold. I mean, the Cold War, the symbolism. Yeah. 
if I can change, you change, and everybody can change. Yeah. I get it. Believe me, yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. Okay. But there was a lot in there that was always so cheesy to me yeah. that it was just like, oh, it's cute. I get it. Okay. Yeah. The cheese is the charm. I get yeah. it. Now, and that's why, and because I didn't see it when I was a kid growing yeah. up, I didn't see these movies until I was well into my 20s. Right. So I didn't have that nostalgia <clears throat> attachment right. to it like right. you did. Right. So when you were telling me about what Stallone was doing with mm -hmm. the Rocky versus Drago director's cut yeah. that he released last year, mm -hmm. I was very curious. Yeah. What did that exactly entail? What did mm -hmm. that mean? What do you mean this? He's adding scenes and taking scenes out. What does that mean? And you right. were like, he's cutting out the robot. And I'm like, hey, what? <laughs> really happy birthday polly like really like that was one of the goofiest fucking things <laughs> in the whole franchise <laughs> like really i was shocked so <laughs> i was really curious to go in and see this movie now i've been yeah. a while since i saw rocky four but yeah i remembered enough yeah. to realize how many changes actually went into this and of course you knew the movie pretty much by heart so you hearts were able, on fire so you remember you were able to point out a lot yeah right off the bat the beginning of this movie completely different mm -hmm. the editing they start off with eye of the tiger i mean it's just it's a completely different experience the, yeah. first of all the picture oh my god picture is really good i hope this gets a 4k release this needs to yeah um yeah. but yeah um yeah unfortunately we didn't get to see it in the theater in our area there was only a one day <clears throat> one time show and right. so we had to you know do the whole at home thing but it's it was all right yeah um but yeah yeah. I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed this version. Now, it says the ultimate extended version, but it still kind of runs around the same time as the theatrical version because the scenes were taken out. Right. Scenes that I didn't particularly care for. Right. The right. robot. And basically all the cheesy shit with him and his kid, which yeah. was terrible. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. It was awful. Right. All that shit was cut out. Yep. All the kids shit at the end where all of them are cheering at the TV. All yeah. that was cut out, which I yeah. was like, oh, oh my God, yeah. my heart. So, yeah. So really quick, uh, there's a little bit more in the in the actual fight. The Apollo Creed fight where he dies with, with, with Ivan was a lot, was a little longer, a lot more brutal. And uh, Drago taunts more. Uh, Drago actually speaks more. But not too much to ruin his character. We actually get more motivation for yes. why Apollo wants to fight so bad. Yes, just a little, just bit. a little bit more. Um, but yeah, in the in the in the theatrical version, Apollo falls when he falls, and it's the big dramatic slow motion. Well, in this version, he falls twice. <laughs> right, he falls earlier and then dramatically falls later. But yeah, at the end, there's there's a little bit more footage. At the, just a bit, a little bit, a little bit more footage of him fighting Drago at the end. You see him hit a heavy bag because he's got no sparring partner, and which was interesting. And uh, but yeah, a lot of the cheesy stuff they did take out. Like she was saying at the end, where Drago and Rocky's going at it, and they would randomly cut to his son at home with his friends watching the TV, and they're like, "That's all gone." So <laughs> if that annoyed you, you're good to go. Uh, there's actually a scene at the end after the fight where he actually walks up to Drago and kind of gives him dap before he leaves out of the ring, which is interesting. And this is most this is really important. The uh, if I could change, you could change. Speech was lessened, and in a more of a realistic note, 
spoilers, when he beats Drago, right? When he beats Drago, and then, you know, the crowds are, the Russian crowds chanting Rocky, up in the box, you know, you have the leader of Russia, as well as the villain that got kind of got Drago into uh, fighting Rocky. They're sitting up in the box. And at the end, especially after the speech, they all slowly stand up in the original, and they all like, <laughs> right? They all do that. Guess what? In this version, they turned it to <laughs> right? What's in this, vodka? All right, so anyway, so in this version, there's none of that shit. They get up, pissed, and walk out, which is a more realistic reaction. It's a trip. This version's a trip. The funeral, Apollo Creek's funeral, totally different, mm-hmm. br- more dramatic, brand new scene. So, yeah, we had to put this on the list. Like, this this was very well done, very well done. Um, Now, I'm nostalgic for the old one. So I'm obviously going to love that one like an inch more than this. Mm-hmm. But that's the great thing about these type of versions is that the director is enhancing and adding things, but he's not getting rid of the originals like George Lucas did. Right. <laughs> right? If George Lucas had a special edition as well as the original still out there, that would have been fine. But that's another video for another day. But yeah, Rocky versus Drago, very well done. All right. Let's keep it rocking and rolling here, man. Bring in Action Jackson too. Uh, it's gonna be son of Action Jackson. Yeah, let's do it. Action Jackson too. All right, next up, we're going to Hong Kong, baby. And I'm kind of very surprised that people thought this was boring. I was like, what? Oh, thinking pig is boring and Dune is boring. I guess that makes a little bit more sense. And censor is boring. But this movie? You mean Donnie Yen's best movie in years? Donnie Yen's best action movie in years? Donnie Yen's best acting performance in years? You talking about Raging Fire is boring? <laughs> Those people must have loved Snake Eyes. Well, anyway, <laughs> I got you, didn't I? I got her. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie was, it's Benny Chan's last film, rest in peace to one of the best action directors out there. And uh, what a movie to go out on. And uh, just very well done. And this movie from beginning to end is a celebration of 90s action thrillers in Hong Kong. That's what this movie was. That's what this movie was. And I think they nailed it. Now, would we personally like SPL more than this? Yes. But that's not what this movie is. This movie is a celebration of action cop thrillers of of the 90s in Hong Kong, late 80s, early 90s, and they nailed it. I was satisfied. This movie, nothing boring about it. It scratched a fucking itch for me. The fight at the end in the chapel is fucking brilliant. And I enjoyed this movie so much that, in my opinion, Donnie Yen doesn't really have to make any more movies. Donnie Yen can literally walk off on the sunset with Raging Fire. He doesn't have to make any more. But uh, aren't you an admin? You know, you, um, no, I'm just wanting to take What's up? Hmm? We are on, uh, issue, right? What do you mean? We're, we're good. Yeah. We're like on 720, right? No. Just want to make sure. No. Are you, what settings are you on right now watching? Check it. Quick test, quick test, sorry. Uh, how do we look to all you guys? Just want to make sure. Well, we look fine here. No, but I want to make sure that we look okay. Oh. Okay. We were, ch- we were just double checking visually how the video is looking, guys, so. 
Yeah, you might be on 720 or something like that. But anyway, very well done, uh, Raging Fire was. You got to appreciate what it was. TJ oh, <laughs> Nichols says, we look wonderful. Glowing, <laughs> beautiful. Oh, wow. <laughs> Blindingly white. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Uh, but yeah, stretched it, scratch the itch, one of the best action uh, cop thrillers of the year. And very well done. And to all of you out there that thought this movie was boring, well, guess what? Enjoy it while you can. Because the way things are in Hong Kong right now, this is the last of its kind. Most likely, you will never see this movie again, this type of film in Hong Kong ever again over there. And just like the song, you don't know what you got till it's gone. So appreciate badassity when it's there. Yes, Bo. And stop comparing it. I know, Bo. To fucking everything else. What was up? Bo, I'm sorry. What did both say? I'm sorry. Just, Just a little. <laughs> a little pale. I'm sorry. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Raging fire. Badass action. Cops fighting previous cops that got fucked over. Good shit, man. Very intense. Loved it. All right. All right. Another. This is at the time of this movie. When this movie came out, this was my number one movie of the year. Mm. This was my number one. I said to myself, when you know, when we do a top 10 or whatever, best of the year, this is going to be the number one. <laughs> Other movies along that way change that for different reasons. But Mads Mickelson, Writers of Justice, man. Now, the okay, in American territories, the cover or the thumbnail poster all the advertisement not going to do this movie any favors no or any justice because they advertise it like it was an action movie which it is not this is not an action movie guys um this movie is a bit heartbreaking it's a bit oh, yeah. devastating yeah um yeah. it again it's one of those where if you know nothing about it i'm not going to be the one to spoil it for you yeah um something happens to uh uh, Mad's uh, family member. Yeah, and he tries to figure out what, mm-hmm. and uh, he goes off in this one direction with these guys. You say, "Hey, I think I know what happened," mm-hmm. and yeah. shit goes down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, I it's can't, not, I can't tell you anymore. It's not an action movie. No, <laughs> but it's Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. And I can't do fuck off. It's Mads Mickelson. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mads and Mads Mickelson, give him the goddamn best actor award for his performance in this movie. His acting in his movie is insane, man. Like it's really good. But as as serious and as violent as this movie is at times, uh, it's not an action film, but there's some dark comedy elements again. There's actually some funny moments that kind of came out uh in the film that we weren't expecting, but it's pretty serious overall, but there is some dark comedy stuff there, but yeah, there's emotional content in here. And, uh, Anubis, just wait till we get to the worst list. You haven't seen feisty yet. <laughs> Whatever. Fat blood's getting, said, feisty. getting feisty. Oh, well, thank you. Rare breed. I appreciate it, man. Got the hawk, got the hawk going. Yeah. Riders of justice is great. All right. We're saving the best for last. We're saving the best for last. Uh, we're almost, we're almost done. And then we'll get to the worst. We know why you guys are really here. <laughs> All right, we snuck this in at the last minute. Shout out to Radical Reggie and Master Chaos and all these guys. We almost didn't do it. Oh, I would have kicked myself if we hadn't watched this in time. Right. Well, you know why we almost didn't watch it? Because there was another big budget AAA movie 
that ruined things. And we were like, fuck this. We're going to watch something else. But we're probably going to get flack for that. Oh, we're going to get hate for this movie. And when we get to the worst and you guys see what it is, oh, you guys are going to hate us. Somebody just showed it's up fine. in the chat that I'm about to ban. <laughs> Uh-oh. ETN, what's up, man? We got Rob here. Oh, yeah, she's excited, bro. All right. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going. This, I'm very glad we pushed through this and uh, gave another mainstream Hollywood flick a, a shot. We're a huge fan of this director. He keeps getting better and better. And man, this has to be, this has to be, <laughs> uh, this has to be one of the best thrillers we've seen in years. Last night in Soho, baby. It's the last night in Soho. We go to Soho. That's it. Yeah. And you're going to get cut. You see, you see the trailer and you literally have no idea what to make of it. Yeah. And I think that's probably what a lot of people thought when they saw the trailer i thought when i saw the trailer well it's edgar wright i trust edgar wright right but you know last year i could not go to the theater most of the time i just couldn't my, my schedule wouldn't allow it yeah i was too exhausted and yeah. so i could i just didn't get a chance to go see it in in the theater and so yeah we almost didn't see this mm -hmm. and literally just under the wire yesterday we yeah. just Barely made it. Barely made it. <laughs> and watching it was just We like, had smiles by the end of it. Yeah. We were like, thank God. Watching it, like we were like, watching yes. the whole thing, like yeah. just start to finish. Edgar Wright, I fucking love the man. You know, he just yeah. he keeps, you know, you, you can't say that he keeps making the same movie and over and over. Like, you know, yeah, he's got the Cornetto trilogy, obviously. Right. But each of those films were kind of different in their own way. Yeah. But Baby Driver, what the hell was that? I loved it. This totally movie, different thing. What the yeah. hell is this? I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not, again, not going to tell you a goddamn thing. No. Nope. Um, Going blind. Yeah. I, I, I adored it. I <laughs> yeah. loved it. It was, it was just, it was so bizarre. You, you feel things for characters that you yeah. don't expect to feel and then it swerves you. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rob. Yeah. Rob. <laughs> oh, Rob's got jokes all day, man. That's why we love him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, Edgar Wright. Oh, yeah, Scott Pilgrim. We love Scott Pilgrim to death, too. Thank you, Emma. Again, completely different. <clears throat> yeah. Completely out The there. direction in Last Night in Soho was so good, especially with the scene transitions. It's just, like, very impressive. Very impressive. Great performances from everyone, including our boy, uh, Matt Smith. Right. Uh, just very, very well done, you know. And, and basically, without spoiling anything, we have – she was perfectly casted the lead in this because she was like super innocent. Oh, she yeah, was yeah. very mousy. Uh -huh. She was very, like, I'm going to you know, quiet and keep to myself. And I'm not going to speak up. Like she was perfectly cast in this type of character, but yeah. she wants to go to college and become a, you know, she wants to get into the fashion design, be a fashion designer. design right. industry. And she had, her mother said that she has a gift. Her grandmother, grandmother, grandmother. I'm sorry. Right. She lost her mother. At a young right. Age. She has, she has a gift. Right. And is she able to see visions or see things? We're not going to ruin that for you. But uh, the room that she moves into in London may or may not have a past. And that's all we're going to say. But one of the best thrillers uh, we've seen in a long time, man. So last night in Soho. And it may, may, it may make you appreciate movie. Um, excuse me. Well, not just movies, but music from the 60s as well. <laughs> You may not even like music from the 60s. You might go, I'm by the goddamn soundtrack after watching this movie. Uh, but yeah, 
Very well done, man. Very well done. All right, we're keeping it going. We're almost there, guys. We're almost there. Now, y'all know this had to be this is this this is number three now. This is the top three. We in the top three, son. Another movie that surprised us and gave us what we wanted. We didn't give a damn about the plot. I'm reading some of the comments. Some of y'all aren't gonna like this. Uh oh, uh oh, what's going on over here? Some some right people now? in the comments aren't gonna be happy with this, but sorry. Uh oh, uh oh. Okay. All right. We, we're all here in love of We films. didn't care about the plot. Oh, we didn't no. care oh, about the, the bad acting. We didn't care about the humans. We didn't give a shit about anything. Why? All we wanted to see was two titans coming together, beating the crap out of each other, trying to decide who is the king of the motherfucking monsters. What? Godzilla versus Kong? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Visually Easy. phenomenal. Soundtrack? Well, we wish we had the composer from King of the Monsters. Right. I wish we had him, but the soundtrack's solid. We ended up getting Junkie XL. Yeah, it's so, it's a solid soundtrack. But, but the visuals are great, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm telling you right now, if you go to our review, if you go to our review, and if Samurai Guy comes out of, a, of, a, of, a, of a, another martial arts movie, piss the fuck off, and you'll find out what martial arts movie is later. When I come out of a movie that's based on martial arts, it's all about martial arts. Martial arts is the plot. And I come out of that motherfucking movie pissed. And yet in Godzilla versus goddamn Kong, I can break down every single fight movement, camera angle, everything in all of the goddamn fights in this movie. Yeah. That's not good. That's not good. That's right. We are kaiju movie fans. Kaiju genre, it's not for everybody. But even even casuals came out to see the dust up, man. They came out to see the dust up. They threw money down, son. They were like, what? Get your Godzilla out of here. I'm betting on my homie. Come, son. All right? Took on two V-Rexes and kicked their ass. Get, get. Let's go. Godzilla versus Kong, son. It's going to be in the top three. It's going to be top on the list. We got to represent our love. To the kaiju genre and man, they even threw in a fucking bonus with Mecha Godzilla. Are you fucking kidding me right now? Threw in Mecha Godzilla? What? Mecha? We gonna throw in Mecha? Oh, Mecha? <laughs> and then we had another fight. Get the fuck out of here with your it plot synopsis. Get the fuck out of here. What did you come to go? What did you come to see, Pig? This is Godzilla versus Kong. It's in the title. It's in the trailer. What did you come to see? God damn it. Right? Get your Citizen Kane's fart smelling ass out of here. All right? We came to see the Titans, the Reptilicus versus the Furious. What? Taunting each other. Kong was like, fuck you. What? Kong was like, hit the, he just slammed his fist down and said, let's go, motherfucker. We had ground and pound. We had Superman punches. We had a flying knee. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously. So, yeah. Anything else you like talking about? <laughs> I can't follow that. No. Yeah. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. That alone <sighs> de deserves to go on the list. All right. Here we go. <laughs> That's what you guys come for. All right. Number two. Another surprise. 
another surprise yeah, yeah we we thought we looked at this we're like you know what this looks like this might be a fun time and little did we know we were not prepared to, for this movie to bring us the fights the fun and the feels yeah especially no. the feels keep in mind we managed to avoid all the spoilers we heard the rumors yeah but we we don't like if anytime people start coming like with the videos about oh the next batman movie plot synopsis i go fuck off blip the next this this plot synopsis i go fuck off i don't care I don't want plot synopsis film. I don't want, I right. don't want to know the synopsis. Right. I literally don't want to know anything anymore. I want to watch if the first trailer is a teaser and it doesn't give me enough. Yeah. I will watch a trailer. Now mm -hmm. I've learned my lesson. I will watch a trailer mm -hmm. and then I'm done. Right. I, I'm tired of everything being spoiled for me. Right. I'm tired of, of not being able to go to fucking Google or YouTube. Yeah. And, yeah. and have everything just ruined for me. You know, and it was I, I perfect watched, timing I watched, for us too. I watched Hawkeye. I didn't even get to see Hawkeye before having stuff from that ruined for me, which didn't even matter ultimately. Right, right, right. that's a whole other story. But I, I, I managed to avoid everything. Yeah. And when we went in to go see this, we got in just. I think we got in under the wire. I think yeah. it was Friday. Yeah. We got in. So there were no spoilers. Right. It was perfect timing. Plus. Going to see it in a the theater with a with a with a with a very anxious crowd, uh, there were nerds like us that that also helped the experience as well. But yeah. let me tell you something, man. Did not expect we expected it to be fun. We didn't expect it to be phenomenal. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home, man. Yeah, it's got to go on there. Yeah, it's um, it deserves to go on the list for us. And we we gave a full with warning spoiler review because we weren't about to be the ones to spoil it if you hadn't seen it no we, we're not assholes yeah you know we wanted to make sure that hey yeah. full warning yeah. ahead spoiler, spoiler warning you know yeah. Um, yeah and phenomenal so if you saw that you know how we felt about it but just what they were able to do it was such a loving tribute to the history of spider-man oh yeah it was a love letter to spider-man it it paid homage to all three versions of it you know, I, yeah. I, I, I said this in the, in our last video, you know, Andrew, he didn't deserve the movies that he got. And some people like those films. <sighs> Congrats. Yeah. Um, I wasn't yeah. one of them. Right. Um, and you know, but he was, he was better than the movies he was dealt and Toby never really got a good send off. And for them to be able to come back and get such a loving welcome back mm -hmm. and a loving tribute while not taking anything away from Tom in right. his third official, like full mm -hmm. on his own outing. Cause yeah. you know, not counting the Avengers films and whatnot. Um, didn't take anything away from him and his storyline, <clears throat> obviously losing Aunt May and all that, who was a major, not a major role, but she was a force in his spider in yeah. his Spider-Man movies. Mm -hmm. This is the first time we actually got to sit with Peter Parker's relative before right. they died. You right. Know, look at, yeah. You know, uh, his uncle Ben died in both first movies for right. both franchises mm -hmm. in Toby's and Andrew's, both right. of them mm -hmm. nerfed, just gone. Yeah. Yeah. We actually got with aunt May for civil war. Yeah. And then the three, you know, the three movies that she was with Garfield. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Holland. Yeah. So it was, that was surprising. And it was nice to have that. Hey, audience, 
shit's getting real. Yeah. You know, it's, you know. It's about goddamn time. Disney Marvel doesn't usually give us that. And right. I appreciated that. Yeah. We had audience members going, what the fuck yeah. when Aunt May died? Oh, it was great. So guess what that means? They're emotionally invested. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What? You know. Yeah. And getting to yeah. see the progression of Doctor Strange's character, which I am really excited for his movie now. Doctor Strange is the man. You yeah, know, I'm yeah, really excited yeah. for him and getting to see Wanda again. Yeah, you know, because yeah, I, yeah. I love yeah. Wanda. I love Scarlet yeah. Witch. Yeah. And uh, Andrew got some respect. Yes. He got some respect. He had a fantastic moment. Yeah. In one particular moment, you know, he got some good laughs. He got some legitimate, <laughs> really good laughs. He had that one yeah. really sweet moment where he yeah. got to save MJ. And you could just see how much it meant to him. That was so sweet. Yeah. Everybody was like almost crying when Toby showed up in the theater. Yeah. Sorry, spoilers. We should do the spoilers before we talk about it. But it's okay. It's been spoiled by now. So fuck it. Well, but, yeah. it, was, it was just so nice oh, to yeah. have that. It's great. In... You yeah. know, in a in a franchise that up until that point yeah. had kind of been like, oh no, these are all remakes, these are all reboots. Mm-hmm. So those movies don't exist anymore. So right. fuck off. Or giving you or slamming the nonstop goddamn member berries in your face, mm. and just that's it. Like right. not giving you more than that. And that's what this did. And even William Defoe, right. motherfucking Defoe. How do you out Defoe yourself, Defoe? How did you do? Even better as Gobby without missing a step. how without missing a step. yeah it's just phenomenal. He just phenomenal. gets better with age. Expecting a fun movie, did not expect uh, it to be phenomenal. So yeah, all right. Now my number one pick. <laughs> no one's gonna know. No one knows this movie exists. No one knows. All of you right now are gonna go. What the fuck is this? Uh, but I, I had to do it. Uh, this movie came out earlier this year. I literally saw it like two months ago. And I, 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 I don't know what took me so long to get around to watching it. And <clears throat> uh, I was blown away by this film. So first of all, uh, I know you guys are going, what the fuck is this? Trust me. If you like action... If you like martial arts, well, prepare yourself for Veroni Kenshin. That's right, baby. Woo! Woo! Veroni Kenshin, the final. Samurai Guy's number one pick of the well, number one film of the year by far. And the special thing about this movie is what's what's the latest theme? Live action anime done wrong. Cowboy Bebop got canceled after one goddamn week. Death Note sucks, right? The Rowani Kenshin trilogy, which came out uh, mid 2000s, did it right, nailed it, and has some of the best sword fights you'll ever see some of the best sword fights period for some reason even though the trilogy was perfect and they ended it they said hey fuck it let's do it's all these years later let's do another one and not only did they do another one they had two Aroni Kenshin movies come out this year one is this one which was the fourth one uh in in the in the (laughs) filmography and the other one the beginning is a prequel and you see uh what makes what made uh Roni Kenshin what made Kenshin stop from being an assassin? 
And that was well done too. But the fight scenes, you guys, the motherfucking fight scenes, the sword fights, the just it was it just it blew me, it blew me away, guys. I could not put anything else. What a phenomenal way to uh end the this series, even though it kind of ended. They said, fuck it, we're gonna do one more and we're gonna make it even better than before. Roni Kenshin series is fucking phenomenal. I don't know if the three first three movies are on Netflix so you guys could catch up to this one, but this is the fourth one in the in the franchise and it's fucking phenomenal. It's great. And it's another reason. There's another reason this is my number one. Because the same fight choreographer, the same stunt team did my worst pick of the year. Oh yeah, we're going in hard now. You guys ready for the worst? Before we move on, okay, okay. Just going super chat. All right, hold on, this. hold on. Where is it? It's up. How far up? Keep going. Oh, I missed it. Wait, I'm I'm so there, sorry. There he is. Thanks for the super chat, motorcycle. Thank you so much. He's a samurai. Godzuki versus Son of Kong. Now, yay or nay? <laughs> and then this one from... <laughs> Fuck it, let's go. Let's go, right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Fuck it. I, 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 I'd pay to see it. Why not? Right now. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. Um, hold on. Hold on. There we go. Adam, thank you, my friend. Uh, what like the fuck <laughs> was that? And where can we watch it? It's on Netflix. The fourth movie in the franchise is the final. And the beginning is the prequel to everything. And they're both really good. All right. I just wish the three were on there so you, could, you guys could play catch up. But still phenomenal phenomenal uh there you go jason's down he knows what's up but that's just it just hit me perfectly and not only was it a phenomenal you get phenomenal action set pieces the main throwdown between hero and villain in that movie no music Woo! Woo! sorry okay anyway all right minya minya versus baby yoda let's go please All right, guys, it's time to go to the worst of the year. Because we know. And a lot of you guys are going to be mad. I'm sorry, but we got to be honest. But we know. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. You guys you guys like hearing, you know, about good films. Yes. You know, movies that you've never seen that you would like to take a look at. Right. But. Okay. You really come here to watch us rage out. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. Vagina in the Cloud was one of my biggest rages. Yeah. Are we getting to the list? I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. You guys come here. Oh. <laughs> in general. To watch us rage on bullshit. Right. So now that we've gotten the good out of the way. Yeah. Right. 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 All right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. All right, number one. Oh, Jesus. First up on the list. Ah, I've already ranted and talked too much about this, so I won't talk, I won't say too much. But again, the plot was enough for some people. The uh hold on one second. The basically the storytelling. And the lore expanded was enough mm. 
that people really loved this movie and really enjoyed it, right? Mm. The action sequences were, were, were second to them. They weren't here for the action. Mm. They were here for the story and the lore explored, okay? Mm. So a lot of people like that movie, like this movie, and I, I think that's great. As long as you're entertained at the end of the day, it's all that matters, not what I'm about to say. Uh, but fuck Kujaku. Uh, fuck Sebebe and fuck Octilius. Yes, these are characters in the new Matrix Resurrections movie. Don't you love Kujaku and Sebebe? Oh, no. You will love Sebebe and Kujaku. Don't you want plushes? Oh, God. Come on. Oh, no. Yes. What the fuck? What the fuck is happening? Oh, no. And right below Kujaku is the chick from uh, Dark, the Dark Crystal is right below <laughs> Kujaku. Uh, yeah. Again, if you enjoyed this movie, great. But Samurai Guy went in with modest expectations, and the first half of the movie I actually liked. Some of the meta, meta stuff was interesting, and some of it was fucking cringe. But I enjoyed uh, up to I, I was okay with the film. I was actually enjoying it. And then we got to our first martial arts fight when the dojo happened. And I was like, oh shit, here we go, baby. Let's bring back the dojo. Let's get let's get Diet Morpheus in here and, and to fight uh 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 Neo Wick. Let's do it. Neo Wick versus Diet Morpheus in the dojo. Let's go. And some idiot decided, hey, let's film all of the goddamn fight scenes too close. Let's add a little bit of shaky cam here and there. And this to put some spice on it, right? Let's have every single martial arts fight scene shown in a dark room. And let's have a sliver, just a sliver of light coming through to see them once in a while. I'm sure diehard Matrix fans that love the fight scenes, the fight scenes that brought them to the dance that made them fans in the first place, I'm sure they'll they'll enjoy that. And after that, after the third martial arts fight in the fucking dark, I was like, well, fuck this movie. I, I don't give a shit where the story goes from here. You know, I came for some iconic action badassity. There was not one goddamn memorable action sequence in this whole fucking movie. And as a Matrix film, I don't even care if you're part of the... Even, even Reloaded. You can pick memorable, awesome, iconic scenes, even from Reloaded. What the fuck happened? What happened? All right? I'm sure I'm getting a lot of heat right now, but I got to be honest. I got to be honest. Let me show you this. I'm going to show you this real quick, and then we're going to move on, because Samurai Guy's ranted enough about the movie. Again, if you love the movie, great. But I could care less. I could care less. And I love Keanu and, and Trinity. She's great. There was some, there was a good movie in there somewhere, <laughs> but you fucked it all up. And let me show you this. I showed this last Thursday. This is from the stunt double of the actor that played Morpheus. He's just hanging out with his stunt men. They're not even going full speed here. They're just kind of going through the motions, trying to create content for Instagram and seeing how things look. Experimenting, if you will. Take a look at this. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
that fight right there that you just saw a three badass stuntman just kind of hanging out goofing around was better than anything you got in your goddamn 190 million dollar movie seriously seriously and i feel bad for all the martial artists and stuntmen that worked their asses off to try to do those fight scenes in this movie and you fucked them up you gave them work good job great for you i hope you feel better about yourself matrix resurrections but you fucked it up and you fucked it up for diehard fans like me i could care less about the one becoming the two and they fucking fly off as the tag team champions of the fucking bullshit who gives a shit who cares <gasps> this love story who cares if you don't deliver on the action even in the finale you fucked up even in the finale supposedly action sequence nobody fucking died in this movie nobody died in this movie there was no tension yeah we're gonna move on now <laughs> so fuck matrix resurrections oh, up its ass mm. go fuck yourself with your kajaku fucking Funko Pops that I'm sure are going to sell like hotcakes. All right. Next up. Oh <laughs> Next up. Here we go. Mm. This is why you guys are here. Next up. The Devil Below. I love me some creature features. A lot of them features that got them creatures in it. And I saw the trailer. And I'm like, you know what? This might be a badass, low-budget The Descent. Then I rush to Rotten Tomatoes. And I usually don't give a shit what the critics have to say. I usually disagree with the critics, and I, I want to see what the audience says. Well, unfortunately, it was bad on both counts, including, I don't know if it is, I don't know what it is right now, but at the time I went and looked at it, this movie got 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, no, no. No, no, there's no, this movie's not that bad. There's no way this movie's that bad. It's got fucking Will Patton up in here. Will Patton! They're like, who? <laughs> Will Patton's up in here? And I'm like, no, man. He worked in the mines. His character worked in the mines. His son got killed by a mysterious creature, right? So you have these students that come investigate the land because a thousand people went were, were killed and the town was dead. So they went to investigate the land, unfortunately open up a, a chamber to hell, whatever you want to fucking call it. And then we get our creature features action. Let's go. Let's go. And you got Will Patton around this time leading, a leading whoever wants to stay back who put those creatures away in the past. They got their own team. They got their own weapons. I was getting excited. I was like, yes, let's go. And Will Patton doesn't do a goddamn thing in this movie. What? You have scenes in this movie where he's like, I'm a protector and I'm security, if you will, if you want to say what I'm doing here. He doesn't do a goddamn thing in this movie. Nothing. There's barely any action. And I've seen horror movies done well where they only have one suit, but they make it work. And this was movie was just too ambitious. It was too ambitious to the point where you barely could see anything, and it just was fucking shit. So you know what? It deserves it deserves this rating. Fuck this movie. Seriously, fuck it. I I wanted to defend the devil below. I was like, fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes critics. Fuck you with your zero percent. Yeah, you know what? Seriously, fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. 
Characters show up and disappear. Characters die horribly. You couldn't even you couldn't even satisfy Samurai Guy with the gore. You fucked up. All right, enough of this. Let's move on. <laughs> oh yeah, woo! Here we go. The gin. The gin. Yes. Which surprisingly, from critics and audience, the score is fucking huge. They love this movie. They love the gin. I would respect the gin if this was a dare. If this was a dare, they went to the filmmakers and were like, hey, we're giving you guys no budget. The challenge is you have to make an entire horror movie with an evil entity, the gin, trying to kill a little kid in an apartment complex, a, a two-bedroom apartment complex. See if you guys can pull it off. If it was a challenge, I guess they kind of succeeded. But it wasn't a challenge. They chose this fucking setting. They 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 did the script. And the only good thing about this movie, I will give it this: the little kid actor was very well. He was very good. He was he was very good in this movie. But I was on board with the movie. Dad went to work. He's a DJ, and all that's left over is this little kid. You know, he misses his mother. They, he finds this book from a previous owner of the apartment, which has information about the jinn. And if you guys don't know what jinns are, they're, they're, they're really, they're, they're evil um, Genie. genies. They're evil genies. So think of Wishmaster, which is a five billion times better movie than this. So that he finds it and he calls, he makes a wish. He makes a wish, right? And he wishes for his mother to come back, blah, 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 blah. So a djinn shows up and is an apartment complex. And I was kind of like, okay, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens with the djinn. So guess what happens? Guess where the movie lost me? I was like, all right, here we go. You see the djinn come out. The kid's in the bathroom with the door shut. He's, he's taking a shower. The door's, the door's there. You see the djinn. Djinn, you know, first person view. It's The djinn's flying around the house. It goes towards the bathroom door, and it tries to get in. The kid gets scared. The kid locks the door, and the all-powerful djinn tries to open up the door. For some reason, the all-powerful djinn can't get through a door to get a little kid for some goddamn reason. So then, guess what happens next? The kid in the bathroom realizes, oh, it's starting to get hot or it's smelling weird in here. Guess what the motherfucking djinn did? I want you to imagine this. I want you to imagine... Andrew Divoff as the Wishmaster. <laughs> I can't get in the door. Let me go over to go behind the stove and let me unplug the gas, uh, the, the gas uh, hose leak and let me put it in the vent and send the gas from the kitchen into the bathroom to smoke out the kid. Yeah. That happened in the fucking movie. That is the all-powerful Jin did that. And for me to process that, that that's what happened, <laughs> it's fucking horrible. Oh, I can't get through this door. Beep, 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 beep. Ooh, let me pin it up in the vent. Put some gas into there. Ooh. The Jin that's got 86% of Ron Tomatoes. Are you fucking out of your mind? That happened. Moving on. 
Do you want any more uh, to drink? You're good? All right. Oh, Omni said she she couldn't even finish it. Is there anything else for me to drink? Can I have the last one? You can have the I'll rest sip of on me. yours. I need the fan. It's getting hot up in here. We need more we need more Jack Daniels mixed with our whiskey here. I'm going to turn the fan on. So fuck the gin. I don't think we need any more and alcohol. it's 85% rating. I think this is enough. All right, I'll finish your drink. All right, so now we have the gin. Are you ready for the next one? No. Yes. No. Yes. Because everyone loves this movie. This is everyone's favorite horror movie of the year. And again, it's okay if you liked it. It's fine. It's whatever. As long as you enjoyed it, it's great. But uh, James Wan, very talented horror director. I actually like the Conjuring movies. Lost his fucking mind. And said, you know what? Fuck this Hollywood shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something insane. And here's the weird thing is we like insane. We like fried berry. We like crazy shit. We enjoyed a Serbian film. <laughs> okay. We like crazy bizarre shit. Martyrs. Yeah. We like that shit. But when you have a movie that stars an actress that can't convincingly scream on camera. The malignant can go fuck it. Seriously. And this movie had like eight different genres in one movie. And you know what's funny? When the big... Fuck it. We spoiling it. Fuck it now. It's basically basket case later. Okay? So it's funny because people are, are so different with this movie. They either love... They, they either like love the movie when the, the her other half came out and controlled her backwards style right and then basically did the martial arts matrix fight scene in the fucking police precinct right or that either breaks the movie for them or that makes the movie for them some of them enjoyed the movie up to that point yeah and they you know so it's it, this movie's so split yeah i don't know what it is it just rubbed us the wrong way with its forced loud soundtrack trying to make every scene important i think it was like 10 minutes in i looked at her i was like is this the end of the movie well, Calm down, movie. <laughs> is this the finale? What is going on? I think my problem was yeah. like with Basket Case. Yeah. Movie like Basket Case. Or even even like the, the old, old Peter Jackson horror movies. Yeah. You know, like the tone is set in stone. Right. The tone sets the pace for the entirety of the film. Yes. You know what you're in for. And... With Malignant, the film, for me, could never decide if it was serious or not. Right. And that was my problem. Yeah. If the movie had kept up the pace that the first five minutes had started off with, which right. was terrible, shitty B-movie acting. Yes. Hokey over the top and kept going with that. Yeah. And didn't lead straight into a domestic abuse, which led into a miscarriage storyline. Right. We probably would have been fine with it. I probably yeah. would have been okay with it. Yeah. But when the movie 180s constantly back and forth. Yeah. With its tone. Right. Which it did constantly for me. I, I couldn't. It was whiplash. It was total yeah. whiplash yeah. for me. So, yeah. I, yeah. I couldn't Pick a take, tone. I couldn't take the movie seriously. Yeah. I couldn't take it for fun. I couldn't take it 
it was just too much for me. And yeah. I was, I couldn't enjoy it. I, you know, it's like, like I said, if, if it had, if it had been hokey, I would have been, I'm on board. You got me. Right. If it had been serious and had no hokey acting and had an actress like a Rebecca Hall who can actually yes. emote. Yes. Who's actually a legitimate actress and could actually like use her face. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And when it got to the crazy fighting and violence at the end, this was my reaction. I was like, oh, this is unexpected. Yeah. I kind of sat up. <laughs> but again, don't take our word for it. You guys may love it. Go out and watch it. Go watch it if you if you're curious. All right. And those who do that love it and bought the Blu-ray, great. That means you enjoyed it. That's yeah. all that matters. Exactly. But to us, I'm telling you, if it stayed with that B-movie tone the whole way through, we probably would have ended up loving Malignant by the end. But don't preach to us, movie. Don't try to bring in serious shit, which comes to another movie we're going to talk about soon. All right. So yeah, Malignant. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Next. You know, it's about time, right? It's about goddamn time. We, 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 it's time we show, so you know, we show respect to rapist, right? Didn't you, don't you guys want, wish that they put more rapists in leading roles and, and ha- have them be action heroes? Fuck John Wick, fuck John Rambo, right? Right? I know everybody for years have wanted to see a rapist as an action hero, right? Next up, <laughs> don't breathe too. Electric Boogaloo. What the fuck? What the fuck? What were they going for with this? And I remember when I saw when I did the, when I did the trailer reaction a while back. The only thing I was interested in is I just I just wanted to see Stephen Lang kill and fuck dudes up. That was like my only reason to watch the movie. But I was still curious of how they were going to make a monster redeem himself. Now we've seen some movies where the villains in some form or way, have the redemption movie and actually works. It's kind of hard to redeem this character, but this movie tries so hard. It tries, I'm Italian again. This movie tries so hard to redeem this character. And I'm like, no, this is a horror movie. This is a, this needs to still feel like a horror movie. It's labeled as a horror movie. Not an action movie starring a rapist. Uh... Well, not starring, but the character is a rapist. Yeah, it's just Stephen, like Stephen what the Lang. fuck. Stephen Lang is the shit. Yeah, he's, he's the man. Yeah. We love Stephen Lang. But I was like, okay, so the plot is terrible. Okay, well, I at least get some enjoyment of seeing Stephen Lang kill people. I was disappointed. I was actually still disappointed in that way because the movie couldn't make up its goddamn mind if Stephen Lang's character was Batman or just an old blind guy. The fight scenes and action throughout the movie was so inconsistent. He went from useless. To coming out of the fucking mist and shit as a ninja. And that was annoying me. And the finale didn't even really feel like a finale. And when you watch the trailer and you see him shoot four dudes, that's kind of it, really. And it was just kind of like, well, you couldn't even you couldn't even satisfy me on a gore action level because it was just so inconsistent. Yeah. So so I don't know what the director and everybody was going uh for with the fucking uh don't breathe too so <laughs> radical reggie <laughs> reggie i know you, i know you're goofing around but and yeah that's, seriously that's the problem and that was the reason i i had such an issue with the first film was that i really liked the premise 
of that first movie. I liked the first movie. Until the twist came. The, the, the twist was bonkers, and it made us laugh, and it was over the top, but it was still horror. But that was the problem, It was though. still a horror movie. The character, if he hadn't come at the horrible protagonist <laughs> of the turkey baster, <laughs> the character could have been a redeemable, yeah. twisted, you know, I mean... Yeah, it's like a, a bunch of kids break into your house and you end up torturing them and killing them all one by one because they broke into your house. Right. I can get behind that. I know you're kidding, Reg. I know you're kidding, Reggie. But then, no. <laughs> you know, you go after the one chick with a turkey baster and then you ruin the whole thing. Now, the problem I had with that first movie was that one scene yeah. took a film that I was mildly interested and entertained with. Right. And then it gave me nothing to get behind. Exactly. Because I hated the main characters. Right. And even the stupid main blondie chick who was the last girl, the have main going, girl, Jake. I hated yeah. her, even right. though they, oh, I have a sister daughter. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a yeah. fuck what your motivations are. You're a terrible person. Yeah. You're robbing a blind old man who, in your eyes, can't defend himself <laughs> until you find out that he fucking can. He's yeah. Zadoichi, but a rapist. Yeah. And he's Zadoichi at parts. In this yeah. crazy fool's mind, he's never raped anyone because he's never touched them. But clearly, he doesn't understand what that means. And that ruined the whole movie for me. No, I could no, not... at the end of the movie, he says he's raped. No, no, he knows no. what in he did. In the second movie, he did that. Yeah, in the second but movie. But in yeah, the yeah. first movie, right, right, he, right. he comes out and says, I never raped anybody. Yeah. I never touched the woman. I impregnated her. Right. But I never touched her because he turkey basted her. And so in his mind, in his mind. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy New Year. In his mind, he did nothing wrong. So you literally left me nothing. Yeah, it's, there's nothing. And so by the end of the movie, learning that both of them were alive and well, yeah. and setting up the sequel bait, I'm like, <laughs> no, no, I don't give a shit. No, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't want to know what any of these people are doing. Yeah. I don't want to know what the terrible main character is doing. Yeah. I don't want to know what the terrible turkey-based rapist is doing. <laughs> and so what do you do? You try to you try to redeem him. By giving him a bad acting child actor named Phoenix. Her name is Phoenix. And she's got crackhead parents. Here's the plot. You want to know the plot? You want to know the plot? Phoenix. Her fucking, her fucking parents are fucking meth heads. Her mom is apparently a meth head genius who has this super like breaking bad type of meth that only she knows how to make. But she has a bad heart. She has a bad blood condition, apparently. Yeah. Yes. And Phoenix, Phoenix, is the only one who can save her life. And so the dad finds Phoenix because they have this genetic condition where the dad has a white streak of rogue hair. And so Phoenix has the white streak of rogue hair. And that's how he knows that this daughter that he hasn't seen since she was like, four that's how he knows that the daughter is his and so in order to save his meth head wife who makes like the best meth in the world steals the daughter back from steven lang who at this point has been raising the little girl that he saved from the meth fire when she was a kid when she was little has been raising her like on his own and oh my god so she can he kidnaps the daughter with the express intent of murdering her while she's still alive because the doctor that they have don't have the actual right equipment to put her under sedation and give her a proper operation. So to make it super duper evil, they have to operate on her while she's still alive. And the mom, the meth head mom is like, thank you, baby. Your sacrifice is going to be a good thing. I mean, 
it, it can't get any more hokey than this. And we're supposed to be feeling bad for the turkey baster rapist through all of this. Turkey. And he gets redeemed at the end. They even give him <laughs> a Luke Vader fucking redemption line at the end when the daughter is is standing there crying over his stabbed and beaten and shot up body. And he's like, and she's like, oh no, I've got to save you. And poor Stephen Lang having to spout this shit with a straight, serious face is going, you already have my Phoenix girl. You already have and scene. <laughs> Man, that mask was uncomfortable. How'd you do it? Well, I'm smaller than you. Yeah. Samurai's got a big head. Phoenix! Phoenix! Yeah, so, so fuck uh, Don't Breathe too. Hey, aren't you a fan of action spectacles? Spectacles that have amazing action sequences and some really cool special effects and technology. And you have some really cool action set pieces in your movie. You like that stuff, right? Mm. But don't you like it more when the lead and the hero in the movie is utter trash? Oh, absolutely. Right? Just garbage? Absolutely. Well, let's talk about outside the fucking wire. Yeah. I don't care how badass the Falcon is in this fucking movie. I don't care how cool the action scenes are. I don't care how good the special effects are. When your lead is a is fucking garbage and he's a cocky entitled asshole that doesn't give a shit about the innocent people he's killed and that the movie constantly forces you to love this person and he's the savior of mankind go fuck yourself outside the fucking wire seriously in 15 minutes in with this movie I already wanted this motherfucker to die I was like, oh, you die now. You die. Yeah. Yeah. He's so bad. This hero is so bad that the movie forces you. Like, he's the next Jesus. He's so unlikable. He's more unlikable than fucking Turkey Baster guy. Turkey Baster guy is more likable as a character than this motherfucker. So, fuck Outside the wire, stop giving us this AAA special effects action-filled movie and have your hero be utter trash. All right, next. Mm. (laughs) All right, for all of you fans out here, I know all of you. You've been hearing, you've been seeing the memes all year. You've been posting the memes well, hey, now you got your you won. You talked about the meme till the till 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 up in the up in the morn. You posted the meme. You shared the meme. Well, now you got what you wanted. Fast and furious in goddamn space. Yes, aren't you happy? See who said Hollywood doesn't listen to us? Right? Hollywood listened. They said, hey, this is a popular meme going around. Maybe we should make it a goddamn sub subplot <laughs> our newest multi-billion dollar franchise. Hey, remember when Paul Walker passed away and everybody was happy to, you know, like, hey, let's give him respect and let him move on? No, fuck it. Fuck it. We still go milk Paul Walker, goddammit. We're not going to let him rest in peace. Oh, no. No, 
there's a dangerous mission out there where, <laughs> where John Cena, right, is, is, is fucking shut up. Vin Diesel got Dom, he's got to bring his brother back in. He's going to bring his crew to fight, fight the villains, right? But you mean to tell me that Brian, Paul Walker's character, even though he left, he left this scene. He's done. That's what Fast Furious seven and eight. He's done. He's out of this world, right? He's at peace. Oh no! Fuck! 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 Paul Walker. No, fuck it. We're gonna milk his. We're gonna milk his character to death instead of letting him rest. So you mean to tell me that Paul? Wa- excuse me, Brian is gonna sit at home and watch the goddamn kids. While his wife goes out and risks herself to fight terrorists? Now, I know people criticize these movies that they're dumb. (laughs) But I think this movie jumped the shark. As crazy and as unrealistic and over the top of these movies are. This movie broke people. I know know fan, diehard fans. Diehard fans said, fuck this movie. Seriously. Wow. That yeah, why do you think Vin Diesel's trying to suck the rock's dick now all of a sudden? Hey Rock, we need we need you back, Rock, please, for the love of God. And he even used Paul Walker too. This is a mission I promised to Paul Walker that we will finish all together. And my children, he used his children. My children need you back, Rock, and I suck your dick. Oh, that's disgusting. And the, they missed their Uncle Dwayne. He even used that, and The Rock said, go fuck yourself, which is hilarious. All right? Stop it. Let Paul Walker rest in peace. And they even at the very end when you got the family barbecue, hey, care for a breadstick? You got the family barbecue at the end. Oh, here comes Brian's character pulling up the fuck you. Let Paul Walker rest in peace. Okay? What is this, Bruce Bloitation? We're just going to keep making Bruce Lee movies after he died. Let him rest in peace. Seriously. Yeah. And if you guys are wondering why they call these characters urban superheroes, because they're superheroes now, right? The Vin Diesel has the strength of the Hulk in this movie. Do you know that? Two chains. He breaks down. He pulls and breaks down with two chains, a whole concrete slab and wall to fall on bad guys. Yeah. So, yeah. Samurai guy loves over-the-top shit and crazy shit and, and B-movie shit. I'm huge fans of that. But there is a limit. There's a limit to stupidity. Okay? <laughs> and, yeah, I think Ben Diesel knows he fucked up. <laughs> I'm glad you did. <laughs> Seriously, let Paul Walker rest in peace. Let's go. I don't think there's anything else. Like, if if the movie didn't take itself seriously and played with the meta stuff, like, there's that one scene where Roman, Tyrese, he says, you guys notice we've been through all this crazy shit and we don't die? That was kind of funny. But let Brian rest in peace or whatever the fuck. Let Paul Walker rest in peace. And again, memes, popular memes, don't necessarily need to be made reality. And this has backfired on the franchise. And diehard defenders are like, fuck this. So, yeah. Fuck yourself, Fast 9. All right. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it rocking and rolling. All right. You don't even need me anymore. Oh, I need your support. (laughs) I need your support to get me through this. All right. Hey, 
We love Liam Neeson, right? Everybody loves Liam Neeson. That's the fucking man, right? He's older now. He's slower, right? He's not as an action badass as he used to be. He's older. Still, just because Liam Neeson is old doesn't mean, and it can barely move and be slow, doesn't mean you have to have the movies he stars in be slow as well. So uh, the Ice Road, a.k.a. Please Become a Trucker and Deliver Goods movie propaganda, <laughs> is that is that what this fucking movie is? Become a trucker and deliver goods. I respect truckers in real life that deliver goods than this fucking movie. Yeah, this movie tried so hard. Poor thing. I wish I can hold it and hug it and, and pat its back. It tries so hard to be an action thriller and fails miserably. And Lawrence Fishburne tried to save the movie, but no, they killed him off early. And at the very end, just to show how, how poor this movie is, at the very end of the movie, you have the truck on the ice movie still driving. And you have Liam Neeson, they fall out on the side on the ice, and they're fighting back and forth trying to get, trying to, get to who can get to the truck first because it's going by itself. The truck was driving two miles an hour. It was going so slow as fuck. And they try to make you the music's like but the music's trying so hard to make things exciting. And I was like, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing. All right. No more fucking the ice road type generic, safe, boring, slow as fuck movies. Stop. <laughs> and if oh hold on, hold on before I get the super chat. And if you want to see a good movie about truckers being badass and doing what they do, but also the movie being badass, fuck this shit and watch Black Dog. But motherfucking Patrick Swayze, that's how you do it. Watch Black Dog. It's getting to me. It is fucking whiskey. Watch Black Dog, okay? Fuck the 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 boar road or whatever, the ice boar. Fuck this. All right, let's go this. We're going here. Who's next? Adam, thanks for the super chat. Only went to CF9 to see the Jurassic World dominate. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, DJ Anubis knows what's up. He knows what's up. Yeah, fuck The Ice Road. Because there's too many movies like The Ice Road, all right? We're going to keep keep them generic and keep them coming. Here we go. Next, speaking of The Rock, and speaking of generic, oh, shit, the fucking Red Notice. The most expensive and yet most successful movie. In the history, can you bring me another drink? Oh no, we're out of drink. No, and bring, yeah, bring. I'll sip some of your water. The most expensive and the most successful film in Netflix movie history. Now, I sat down and watched this movie with the movie Dojo Army. We laughed, we cringed, we wanted to kill ourselves, but overall, we had fun with each other's company. Okay, this, I love The Rock. I love The Rock. This might be The Rock's worst acting performance in his career. He gave no fucks. This has to be worse than his Disney movies because at least he shows effort. The Rock acted in this movie like a relative just died. He acted in this movie like he owed the director a favor. He acted in this movie like he was fucking drunk. I, I couldn't believe 
it's it's fascinating. Check it out. Fascinating how bad and bored and disinterested The Rock is in this fucking movie. Another movie, nobody dies. Safe, generic, the whole family can sit down and watch. And look, it's the most successful film in the history of Netflix. And it's fucking garbage. Okay? It's garbage. There's no tension. There's no suspense. Nothing in this movie. Yeah, Gal Gadot looks nice. Fine. We can see Gal Gadot movies all day. It's fine. There's nothing new. But this movie is just... Now, I'll admit, I'll admit, there was probably a few scenes in this movie that made Samurai Guy chuckle a little. But overall, this safe, generic, boring, phoned-in, cliche, no-tension, Indiana Jones, James Bond wannabe travesty can go fuck itself. So fuck Red Notice. And I don't want to see this rock in future projects because I will stop being a fan right away. I will not be a fan anymore of this man if this is how he comes to play. So seriously, fuck Red Notice. All right. Next up, Dynasty Warriors. When we and Joel from Media Glitch saw the trailer, we were laughing our asses off. Horses. <clears throat> riding and wave, riding on the waves, over the top ridiculousness. We were like, okay, we want the dumb. We want the dumb. The dumb will entertain us. We're here for big dumb fun. Well, we sat down and watched Dynasty Warriors for the big dumb fun. And for some strange reason, the people that made the goddamn movie said, "Hey, let's only have a little bit of the big dumb fun in the movie, and let's let's let the rest of the movie be this boring generic." drama with forced romance and we're like we're not here for this shit we want to see horses riding on the waves horses sliding under trees <laughs> people falling down waterfalls and fighting while they're falling we wanted the big dumb fun and when you can't even deliver on the big dumb fun dynasty warriors can go fuck itself go fuck yourself in your upcoming sequel dynasty warriors all right, next up, Samurai Guy needs a little break because I'm going crazy here. I missed another super chat. Oh, yeah. Where, where, where? Two of them. That was one. Did you get? Did you get uh, oh, you I got Adams. Okay, here we go. Thanks for super chat, motorcycle. Uh, I, 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 Convoy, that's with Chris Christopherson, right? I've been wanting to see that. I'm sure that's better than fucking The Ice Road. I'm sure. And even the Chuck Norris movie, <laughs> as cheesy as, as Breaker Breaker is. I'd rather watch that than the fucking ice ice bore. Yeah, fuck that movie. And it's not entirely a trucker movie, but it has transportation what? and trucks in it. But the sorceress. Oh, the sorceress is phenomenal. The sorceress is a trucker flick drama. That's great. It's so good. The ice road. Fuck the ice road. Speaking of uh, uh, Dynasty Warriors, <laughs> there's Joel here. What's up, brother? I'm glad you're doing. I'm glad you're doing better, my friend. All right. He's on the road to recovery. I need a break to get get some water because I'm going crazy. Your favorite Marvel movie of the year. Oh, God. Uh, so, uh, so I don't know. I, I You know, I, we exhausted everything we had to say. We did. <laughs> Honestly, we ranted. We ranted like crazy. Everybody had their political shit to say. Yeah. Insults were flung at people who didn't like what they did with the uh, taskmaster you know yeah. and you know yeah. everything every 
everything was hurled at those who were basement dwellers because that's what we all are if we don't like shit like this we're all basement dwellers with no jobs which, yeah 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 exactly prove it yeah how did i pay for all of this because <laughs> it wasn't my parents yeah so fuck off the only good there's one good thing and even if you're a huge black widow fan you gotta admit she deserved a better goddamn movie than a fucking villain that has a defense mechanism where if they smell his what what uh what was pheromones. That? pheromones they can't attack him shut the fuck up yeah with and- your magical mystical <laughs> red mist that makes people happy and uncontro- and they they can control their lives again no and jason fuck off jason i agree with you and i was we were talking about this when we were watching hawkeye they were lucky they got florence Pugh for yelena right and that's the thing though was that yelena right is an anomaly that shouldn't exist in this universe because unfortunately she her character and the whole plot that this created yeah took away black widows it took away black widows and, and sacrifice and end game the whole thing in game oh yeah. infinity war in the game in end game. game yeah the whole thing that the whole point of black widow sacrifice and the whole drive that she had was that she couldn't have a family. She found her family right. in the Avengers. Now, if this movie had come out when it was fucking supposed to, in between Civil War and Infinity War, they could have worked all of this shit in organically, but right. instead they retconned it. And now we have this character that could have been great and right. could have legitimately meant something. And yeah. now you've got this great actress who doesn't deserve this shitty, nonsensical role. Right. Because Florence Pugh is great. She is. I love Florence Pugh. Yeah, she's great. We're lucky to have Florence Pugh. Yeah. And if you want to be desperate and pull something positive out of Black Widow movie, it's her. Yeah. However, it still it still taints Black Widow's sacrifice yeah. because she kills herself because she wants to save you know her but, Avengers family, not a real yeah. family. And then they go in and in yeah. Hawkeye. You know they want to they go and retcon it again because if you uh, spoilers I'm throwing it out there if you haven't seen Hawkeye I'm sorry I'm I'm gonna throw it out there a little bit. Uh, Yelena shows up and her and Hawkeye have a moment because she's pissed off because she thinks that Hawkeye should have saved Black Widow. Right. And they're having this back and forth, back and forth, and she's like, you know, Hawkeye at one point tells her, you know, oh. Natasha used to talk about you all the time, and it's like, oh, God. yeah, we're shoe, yeah, we're just trying, to, we're trying to we're make trying it work to fit now, a, a square into a round yeah. shape here. Yeah. When it's like this could have worked if we had planned this out better, but we didn't, and now right. we're stuck with yeah. this great actress who is portraying this shitty character to the best of her abilities. And I'm right. not saying, I'm not saying that Florence isn't salvaging anything. Right. I'm not saying that she's not salvaging it because. Yeah. When Florence is on screen, I perk up and I pay attention. Yeah. And the same thing with Hawkeye. I didn't love Hawkeye. I'm right. sorry. There are parts of Hawkeye we did enjoy. Um, but we when, enjoyed Hawkeye a lot more than Loki. Right. But when she was <laughs> when she was there, I loved seeing her. Even though the character eh, doesn't work for me because of what I've just stated. Right. right. But when she's there, it's like, ah, fuck it, Florence. I like it too goddamn much. I can't hate the character because yeah. it's played by Florence. But if it had played by anybody else, yeah. any other generic actress out there, wouldn't have worked. I yeah. wouldn't have she cared. She sells, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's 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 unfortunate. Yeah. Even though we got a really good actress out of it. 
Yeah. So, so, but this movie, it just, it's it such a work. waste of time. It it's the biggest waste of time. And it's like, you have other good actors in here and they're wasted. And my boy Taskmaster was wasted. I mean, okay, you make Taskmaster a female, fine. Once I got over that, I, I wanted, I was like, all right, let's see if they still make this character badass. And the last thing I wanted to see was Taskmaster at the end of the goddamn movie crying and weeping because she was cured by the red mist. The Black Widow can go fuck itself. All right, let's go. Let's keep it going. All right, more bad movie, horror movies of the year. I saw the premise of this film, and I was like, yo, this premise is phenomenal. When you have an evil demonic spirit posing as something angelic to fool those into worshiping it and basically sucking basically sucking the souls or or using them to do what they're bidding this is this is fascinating this is amazing when you think something's holy and good and and a miracle but it's actually a fucking evil entity the premise was great the movie fucking sucked and that's the unholy hey i guess uh uh, the same bar that The Rock went to to drink and get drunk for his mo- Red Notice movie. Well, apparently Jeffrey Dean Morgan must have met him there and uh, had a few. Because Jeffrey Dean Morgan could give no shits of being in this movie. When you have when you have the finale of the movie where this evil entity is trying to basically influence the entire town using this girl. Like this girl saw Mary or whatever, but it's not Mary. It's an evil entity. And you have Jeffrey Dean. Now's the time in the movie where Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Morgan and his sidekick, you know, fucking Negan and shit, show up at the end and are like, "Don't listen to her. It's a lie." Ah, you know, fighting through the cop. I mean, let's have some. Let's do it. No, guess what he does? He shows up. He's like, "Hey, how's it going, everybody? Hey, uh, don't believe her. Yeah, don't believe anything she says. Uh, uh, yeah, it's all the ruse. It's fake. That's uh, not an angel. It's evil." I'm not I'm not over overacting here or overreacting whatever the fuck. That is literally how he sounds in the movie. He gave no shits. So if the lead actor gives no shits in your fucking movie, why should I? Right? And some of the CGI was not the greatest. Some of it was okay, some of it was bad. And it was just like nobody cared in this movie when you had an awesome amazing premise and the unholy. I'm fascinated with stuff like that. And it was just, nobody gave a shit. Nobody, it was just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how bad Jeffrey's acting was. In it. This is fucking Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's fucking Negan. He's the man. And he's just, no, you know, what is he, Willy Wonka? From, what is he? Don't stop, come back. No, don't stop, come back. I mean, it just, it was like, I couldn't believe. <laughs> like, they just took away all tension. So The Unholy is one of the worst movies Horror movies I've seen uh, this year, man. Like, it's fucking atrocious. Seriously. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, is it not my Now my name is Reggie. I've got a license to kill. I think you know what time it is. It's time to get ill. <laughs> Joel. You guys are hilarious. All right. Anyway. All right. Everybody's rapping. Yeah, so fuck the unholy. All right. More bad horror movies. Let's keep it going. You guys ready? Now you heard us say, well, we were we were if, if malignant kept its B movie theme and tone, we would have liked it, right? Here's a good example of how okay, this is the fucking craziest batshit premise ever. We're we're in. We're let's accept it and see if it's funny. 
Hey, you guys have heard of the movie Slacks about possessed killer genes? Well, guess what? This exists, and we watched it, and we were like, all right, fuck it. Fuck it, movie. Let's see. Let's, let's, with your killer genes movie called Slacks. Let's see if it'll entertain us. Right? Let's go all in. And we were actually having fun with this ridiculous possessed gene nonsense. Because it was nonsense. Because it was nonsense. And it was stupid. And it was stupid. And then out of nowhere, this movie pulled the malignant and threw in serious (laughs) issues. And then the movie started preaching you, rubbing it down your face of how horrible child labor is. Are you fucking kidding me? What happened? Yes, child labor is horrible. Yes. But what happened to your stupid, over-the-top, Bollywood dancing, slacks, killer gene movie? So and then it turns into, you're preaching shit. Get the fuck out of here. What causes the slacks to become possessed is that child labor. Yes. A, a little. It's terrible thing. She bleeds. She Either she dies or she bleeds into the cotton fabric of the slacks. Right. She dies making the jeans. Right. And that possesses the genes. Right. And that's the message of the movie. Right. Now, if you want to make a movie about the horrors. Yeah. Yeah. It's tone. It's tone. It's a tone we problem. All, yeah. You yeah. can't. that Those two things. They don't it's work. It's called tonal dissonance. <laughs> they don't work. You can't have killer Bollywood dancing slacks murdering people in a hilarious fashion. That we were enjoying. Which is caused by child labor. Yes. Child slave labor, which is a real thing <laughs> yes. that exists. What are you doing? In our world. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> I don't care what your yeah. intention is to yeah. raise awareness because one is hilarious. Mm-hmm. One is fucking not. Yeah. But two. But it work. It's oil and water. Yeah. You try to mix, guess what? It doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work. work. So it's like, yeah. what, what are you trying to do? We were we were enjoying the movie. We were like, well, this is hilarious. And then we were like, wait a minute, man. Like, you can't, you can't bring in something that horrible and serious. And yet you still got Bollywood dancing slacks <laughs> throughout the movie. <laughs> it's like, no, you failed. Stop know. preaching to me. You're fucking killer jeans movie. Don't preach to me, possess killer jeans movie. Go fuck yourself. All right, next. You got to pick a topic. Pick a topic or a tone. All right, here we go. Another big disappointment. Oh, uh, you know, okay, let's let's just preface this by saying this was not It's hard to like stamp this with worst of because everything's so well made. Yeah. <laughs> because this isn't this isn't a bad movie. It's a beautiful looking movie. It's not bad. Okay. But when you have Nicolas Cage. It's a waste. Saying this is the craziest movie I have ever done in my career. Yeah. And then you have the trailers, which are just like, oh my God, the trailer for this movie was just yeah. fucking insane. And I guess our expectations were one thing. And then you go and you see it and you're just, I was left baffled. Yeah, I had no idea what was happening. I wanted to watch it a second time to try to kind of get it. That's why we didn't review it. We didn't get a chance to watch it again. And honestly, it was so exhausting. I didn't want to watch it again. We were going to have to watch it with subtitles because the audio 
the way they mixed the dialogue. Yeah. It was very bad. You couldn't understand the broken English right. that was in the majority of the film. Right. So the dialogue on for for our ears yeah. was terrible. It was. So it was difficult to understand. You had to most. turn subtitles on, yeah. Well, we didn't end up turning We this. didn't? I, don't I thought we did later. I think maybe later. Later we did, yeah. But that was half the movie right. where we didn't understand what was going on. And so we were like, oh, we're going to have to watch this again. We just, we, yeah. we couldn't do it. We were exhausted. And we came in for crazy. Yeah. We came in for crazy. We wanted batshit Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Our boy Tech Sakaguchi was up in here. Yeah. We wanted action. We got Bill Mosley. Like, yeah. we were so, I mean, they attach bombs to his testicles and other parts of his body if he fails so. from rescuing Bill's Mo- Bill Mosley's daughter or his fling or whatever yeah. the fuck. So, this and, is not yeah. a bad movie. <clears throat> Prisoners of the Ghost Land. But it is it is difficult to follow. I mean, maybe maybe in another mindset with the subtitles on, but that doesn't We necessarily... watched it with subtitles. No, no, all the way through. Oh, all right. All, all right, the way right. through. That doesn't make for a good viewing experience. Right. So it, I really wanted to love this movie. You yeah. Know I, mean? I love bad shit. Oh, we were we 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 liked parts of the film when Nicolas Cage was Cajun and he's like, "Hi fucking ya, yeah. hi fucking ya." Yeah, but it was hilarious. And some of the action at the end was was entertaining. I don't know how he beat Tuck Sakaguchi in a fight, but whatever, it's a movie, fine. Yeah, but some of the, was, some of the action at the end was was actually Tuck setup interesting. Was really disappointing. Yeah. It seemed like he was going somewhere, like he was yeah. setting up for like a redemptive type of arc, or a... yeah, because they have his sister or his love interest forced. I think it was his sister forced to be a whore. Yeah, and so he had to, for her safety, he had to be Bill Mosley's bodyguard. Yeah, and then he just dies at the end. It's like you were waiting for him to turn and help Nicolas Cage's character and say fuck it, but he just ended up dying. So his character felt pointless. Which is as badass as. Tox character was yeah. for him to just die by a beat up Nicolas Cage. Yeah, had been like who was te- one of his testicles blew up anyway. Yeah, and he got he had been beat up throughout the whole film, and then Nicolas Cage just beats Tox Tox Sakaguchi. I'm yeah. like, fuck, no. Yeah, piss off. There's a finale. Absolutely yeah. not. There's a finale. There's a finale. There's a pheno- phenomenal movie out there. It's a crazy movie called Cold Fish, and it's a thriller by this director. And I haven't showed it to you yet, but it's. Okay, highly recommend Cold Fish. For some reason, when we watched this, it seemed like all this director was trying to do was make a crazy, insane, maca- uh, our boy, uh, Takashi Miike. Takashi Miike movie. That's all I felt this entire time. Let's throw in everything random, craziness, not supposed to make sense. And it, you know, I, I just, it's kind of sad. It's like you might as well just watch a goddamn Takashi Miike movie. But this was just, I made more sense of Yakuza Apocalypse. Yeah. And that movie was chock full of insanity. Yeah, Yakuza Apocalypse is is what the fuck. But but we understood it more than this. I did. I can legitimately say I, I wanted, I wanted a sequel to that goddamn movie. Yeah, but this movie is a waste. I just couldn't follow it, and it was yeah. so frustrating because I wanted so badly to come out of this movie like singing its praises. Yeah, our favorite movie like, of the year. Yeah, uh, you know, beautiful cinematography and some solid action sequences are not enough. You know, it's like they just they just failed with the narrative, and they didn't have enough nonsense, like entertaining nonsense. To get us through the bad narrative, <laughs> you know what I mean. 
yeah. So Prisoners of the Ghost Land was a, a disappointment more. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. More disappointments. Let's go. Oh, people are going to come for us again. Everyone's coming. I Fine. Bring it. Bring it. All right. Here we go. Saw the trailer. I lost my goddamn mind. I was so happy. I was like, oh, my God. Zack Snyder's returning. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Running, killing zombies again. Dawn of the Dead. His remake is phenomenal. I'm a fan of it. And Batista's leading the team of badasses to kill zombies. And then you fucked it all up when you made it all about Batista's daughter, who was one of the most annoying characters this year. So annoying and dumb. You can only take annoying and dumb so much. And with a lot of horror movies, you get annoying and dumb, and they usually end up dying. But the movie doesn't focus on the annoying, dumb character the entire fucking movie. And the the opening credits was, we were already saying, this is the greatest thing ever. The opening credits, we were like, we were already giving this movie five stars. We were like, this is amazing, because how entertaining the opening credits were. And then all of the action was at the end of the movie. And we were we were like, dude, so nothing's happening in the middle of this movie? Like, nothing impressive or an amazing action set piece happened at all until the very end. And my main problem with this movie was obviously it's the daughter. I don't know if you guys have seen memes out there where they say they show side by side <laughs> the zombie king and queen and then the daughter and they go the daughter, the real the real villain of the film. Oh. You took out all the suspense when you made the zombies too smart because they're supposed to sneak into uh, the city that's taken over by zombies to get the money out of there. That was their deal. But the zombies gave them free passage. You literally took any suspense out of the movie. Just for you to create bullshit, you had to literally create <laughs> suspense once you got into the building with that one stupid scene where you kill... You killed bootleg... Uh, you killed Diet Vasquez yeah. from Aliens. Yeah, You killed pointless characters yeah. that, oh... People are like raving about the characters in this movie. I'm like, who? yeah, yeah, who? Like, yeah. I, I mean, some people got a lot out of this movie. I was there's a lot of fans of this film. I was clearly not, but one of I them. couldn't. I couldn't. The daughter was again the needle in the ribs for me. Yeah, I couldn't just. I couldn't sit there and enjoy the movie because she was just nonstop the whole fucking movie. It's all about her and her making goddamn dumb decisions, getting her team killed, and we're supposed to like this film. And again, you took out all suspense. I couldn't wait for them to sneak in there and fight their way through. This is going to be amazing action fest. Like the trailer made it look out to be. And everything was at the end of the fucking movie. And then you tried to... And you took away all suspense. They got free passage. And then you tried to It was to be, so dumb. And then you try to be all George Romero by... Because now you have smart zombies. But not only that, oh, our zombies breed now. <laughs> and we have king and queen zombies. And the queen zombies knocked up. But uh-oh... We killed the baby zombie, and the king zombie's not happy about that. So, oh, let's break the yeah. truce. But yeah, that's what why the fuck are you doing? It's supposed to be fucking simple. Yeah, you go in, you get the shit. Yes, you get killed by zombies. That's it. Yeah, you, you have a few lone survivors. That's and it. And then you get out. But no, you took all this bull forced shit. You turned it into a two-hour fucking forty-five minute garbage fest. Yeah. And waste my fucking life out of it. I yeah. didn't deserve this movie. You didn't deserve it. Like, seriously. Like, what the fuck? 
Stop giving us, you know, <laughs> Raider Nation. Pazuzu. <laughs> Pazuzu. Zombies need to clap cheeks. <laughs> Pazuzu, you almost got the Redford for that. You almost, you were close. Don't you dare. You're no, he was close. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, you fucked up. Don't let us fo- focus on Batista being a badass, laying waste to zombies. And, no, oh no, we're gonna focus on his annoying daughter and making bad decisions and getting the team killed. And Did she's he? the one that survives with the goddamn money. And then they, 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 and, they and then the the, uh, and the, the black people, actor well, character and the, and the got away with money to the, set up a fucking sequel. And the people that she went in to save ended up. Dying they ended up dying people. anyway. They ended up dying anyway. Her whole subplot was pointless. But hey, it's okay because now she's got money to go to college. Fuck yourself, Army of the Dead. I can't, and I didn't even bother watching Army of Thieves, whatever the fucking spinoff movie came out later this year. Fuck that movie too. It's probably better, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. More annoyances. Let's keep it going. No, I can't. no, no, we're almost there, guys. We're almost about, there. I can't talk about this. You, okay, but but you made a point with hell, have no oh. fury. So you gotta come back to it and then I'll take over. We're almost there, guys. Okay. So Hell hath no fury. All right. So right? you guys did it right. Cast your minds back to this, a year ago. This movie did it right. To, to a year ago. Yeah. When we saw the trailer to this film and we were actually excited. Oh, I was excited. And oh, we were so happy. We were like, oh, you know, we got we got one of our faves. Yeah. And <laughs> who needs to fire her agent? Yeah. Who does she ever? Uh, in a World War II yeah. weird looking, well, we got a gremlin on a B-17. Some kind of creature. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? What do we got going on? Chloe, Chloe, Dawn in the British accent. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Looks like she's going to fight a gremlin in a beast. Okay. Maybe supernatural horror adventure. Yeah. What? Looks like we might have some fun action scenes too. And then, and then we got the biggest fucking bait and switch. Oh, huge. And huge. You know, the reaction, a lot of people agreed with us, but some people were like, no, this showed what a mother was willing to do. It's like, okay, first of all, that fucking baby would have been dead. <laughs> that baby would have been dead, yeah. It's called baby whiplash. <laughs> Babies, last time I heard, were very fragile little humans that have very underdeveloped, squishy body parts yeah. that would not survive under those conditions. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. all in all... The whole thing, it was a bait and switch. There was yeah. a, a gremlin for a little bit, but it ended up being all men are horrible. Yeah. All men are trash. Yep. They all want to fuck women in the mouths repeatedly. <laughs> yes. They want to use every single woman's hole to fuck. <laughs> and they don't care if they tell them to their face or behind their backs. Yeah. Women are nothing yeah. but, you know, men see no, women as nothing but hysterical little fragile things who don't know any better. They have no right. agency over their lives and they're going to tell it to your face. Right. <laughs> all women are trash. Women? Have I said it? All women are trash. Oh, okay. Oh, is it all men are trash? Well, yeah, in this all movie. women are trash according to men. Right, 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 right. But all men are trash. Am I saying this enough? So we Am I went... saying this enough? Yes. Am I saying this enough? Yes. Are you, are you doing the fucking? Is because, that fucking? What because is that? Because the movie... The movie makes sure you get it. Oh God! And yeah. And by the end of the film, as you all oh. know, it ends right. yeah. with Chloe. Yeah. 
Well, hold on, hold that, hold that, hold that, hold that. So we went in to uh, vagina in the uh, vagina in the cloud, shadow in the cloud. We went into this to support our go- our girl Chloe because we're a fan of hers, and we wanted to see her kick ass and take names and fight this creature gremlins with her fellow soldiers. And it looked like it was going to be a fun over the top movie. Mm-hmm. And this movie, nothing. You know what this movie was? It was just nonstop sexual harassment, nonstop. Non-stop, uh-huh. non-stop over the talking to her over the radio. Hey, I want to do this to you, girl. <laughs> what happened to the fun creature feature action horror movie? What happened that you advertised yourself as? What happened? No, non-stop for 30 goddamn minutes more. <laughs> oh, oh, a woman's woman speaking. Oh, just non-stop. Just destroy. Just, oh my god, shut the fuck up. We get it, movie. We get it. Okay, there's cool guys and douchebags in the world. We get it. But nonstop of this, we're like, dude, we're not enjoying this. Where's the fun? Where's the action? Where's the, where, you know, what's going on? And right at the very end, at the very end, we finally get an action sequence with the gremlin. And she does martial arts on the gremlin, kills the gremlin with martial arts. But everything up to that point was fucking sexual harassment. Non-stop. This movie is not fun. Fuck this movie. And so after 30 minutes, 40 minutes of sexual harassment, and then five minutes of martial arts gremlin killing, we have this shit. So you end up finding out that Chloe was in an abusive relationship with her ex, but she, or no, with her husband. She was fleeing from her husband because she got knocked up with another serviceman's baby. And if the husband found out she was, he was going to kill her and the baby because all men are trash. All men are terrible. Yes. All men are evil. Apparently. Yeah. All of us. All of them. Yes. Don't touch me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And and so she smuggles her baby on board a B-17, which we were under the impression that she knew about the gremlin monster. That was on board, and then she had this weapon to fight whatever. Was That's going what we on. thought it was, yeah. Because that would have been a better film, yeah, yeah. And so all of this is said and done. This all is done. <laughs> she so there's only just a few handful of survivors left, yeah. And her 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 baby daddy is one of them, right? So she saves the baby that saves, should have been dead a million times dead. over. Yes, saves the baby. Baby's hungry. Baby hadn't eaten in hours. Yep. Baby got gassed to fall asleep. <laughs> Ladies, tell me, is it safe to gas your babies to get them to fall asleep? I know you might have wanted to at some point, but is that safe? <laughs> so she's, the baby's hungry. Yeah. So the baby goes, wah. So As all babies goes, do, they go, so wah. The baby's like, mama, I'm yeah. hungry. Where's yeah. the bottle? Yeah. Where's the baba? And mom is like, I ain't got no baba, but yeah. I got nature's baba. So she climbs up this little hill. With the two men looking up at her in awe as she whips out her titty and feeds the baby in this pose that can only be described as, yes, I am woman. Yes, I am the bringer of life and therefore angelic and perfect and flawless men. Yeah. Look upon me. <laughs> this is how the movie ends. Look upon me in awe. And oh, do they look upon her in awe. Like, oh, what have we done? Men, <laughs> we need to do better. 
This is on the movie, your killer gremlin creature feature movie. This is how it ends. And then they had the, 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 the disrespect in the credits. In the credits after feeding the baby titty, some titty, and everybody going, oh, my God, we need to make a statue of her. It goes to the credits. And then in the credits, they have the audacity to show footage of real heroes, real badass female soldiers. What? Joel. What? Joel, give us the Cliff Notes version. Of what? He says that there's a reason the script was trash. Oh. Give us the Cliff Notes, Joel! I'm finishing the thing. Finish your point, but Joel, start typing. After feeding the titty to the baby. And everybody below are looking up and going, Nature's Baba. Praise the titty feeding the baby. It goes to the credits showing historical, badass, real-life female women in the credits. Don't don't disrespect these real heroes and throw them in your fucking shitty movie. Sumo, it's I am no man. (laughs) I just did that on camera. I probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, well, you didn't show the bloop, so who cares? <laughs> Dude, fuck this movie. Yes, look, another female who's badass said fuck this movie. <laughs> That's why we love you, Omni. Seriously. Well, what the fuck? Of course, Anubis. Of course the critics did. Oh, yeah. Of we, course they we did. We know why. They're going to clip it down. <laughs> That's the new meme going around now. Lady Fat Blood, fat blood Bloop. Don't you dare. All right. Yeah. Don't be mean. All right. Yeah. Seriously. No, so, the yeah. Memes, the memes late. The memes earlier when I was giving the finger. Yeah. That's a funny one. But, dude, fuck your, fuck your movie. You wasted everyone's time. What kind of movie were you making? Jesus. All right. Enough of that bullshit. Let's keep going. We're almost there. We got four left. Four left. All right. Another big disappointment. I'm exhausted. I know. We're almost there. (laughs) We're almost there. Four left, guys. Everyone everyone that loves this movie, great. Enjoy it. Buy it. Do whatever you... It's fine. All right. And Sumo, don't you say a goddamn thing. You keep quiet. (laughs) Do not say anything. All right. Next up. (laughs) The movie... You go back to our trailer reaction. I lost my fucking mind. I was so excited and so happy for fucking Mortal Kombat. I was so happy. We have our dream movie. We get finally get an R-rated Mortal Kombat flick. We get Joe Tazalem as Sub-Zero. We get Henry Sonata, the legend, as Scorpion. I was so happy. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe this awesomeness was coming out. And then we saw the fucking movie where the opening action sequence with Sub-Zero and Scorpion was good. And then the movie said, fuck you. You didn't enjoy that, did you? Because we brought in somebody else to fuck up and edit and chop up all the fucking fight scenes in the middle of the movie. That Melina versus Sonya fight was garbage. And there's more. There's more. You guys enjoy seeing Raiden do fuck all? Do you enjoy that? Do you enjoy Raiden doing any nothing? Do you enjoy Liu Kang being annoying and living and Kung Lao being badass and dying? Did you like that? Right? 
did you enjoy Jax getting revenge on Nathan Jones? And it was like a 20-second fight. Did you enjoy that? Did you? Because it's all here. It's all here. Kano was funny, sure. And then we have the finale fight with Scorpion and Sub-Zero. And I was like, hey, it feels like a Mortal Kombat movie again. But, again, our biggest pet peeve. And we got nothing against this actor. He's just there doing a job. But it's the inclusion of motherfucking Cole. I'm sorry. We've said it all fucking year. Do not. This, you know what Cole is? Cole is, hey, the audience is fucking stupid. The audience can't live through the eyes of Sonya and Jax and be this, and they could be the segue into the outworld of this fantasy world. No, they're dumb. We just like the old Mortal Kombat movie in 1995, where they lived through Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, and Sonya being in this fantasy world. That's how the audience experienced uh, got their experience through their eyes. No, the audience is fucking stupid. We got to bring in generic fighter number five, who's not even a good fighter in MMA, who gets his ass kicked. He's not even a champion fighter in MMA. Oh, but wait, the audience is even dumber. So we need the Hawkeye syndrome. Let's bring in family because the audience is dumb. Let's have him have a family. Yes. You can't care about a main character unless he's got a family. Right? Right. You got to give him a family. Otherwise, the audience is not going to care. Yes. Let's do that. And let's literally give him plot armor when the movie, when it's convenient for him to have plot armor. Basket weaving, a creative choice, <laughs> armor that they gave him. What was his power? His power was lame. Everything was lame. I was sitting over here. We were going insane with the beginning of the movie. We're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Sub-Zero versus Scorpion. Oh, my God, this is so cool. And then later, we're like, oh, Cole's hanging out in the backyard on the fucking farm having a barbecue. Here comes Goro. <laughs> what y'all eating over there? Y'all got any? What y'all got? Some riblets? You all, What y'all eating over there? <laughs> Goro comes in. And then Cole goes, oh, shit, my family's here. I got, I can't. I got to stop, take a break from the barbecue, and let me go fight Goro. This is our barbecue, Goro. Fuck you. Right? So he fights Goro, gets his ass, gets his ass kicked, and then his daughter goes, give him the uppercut, Dad! And he gives the uppercut to Goro and kills him. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Seriously. Fuck this movie up the ass. Are you who is defending this? Who is defending this shit? <laughs> and even Raiden, Raiden was like, fuck you, Cole. I don't care. You failed. Get the fuck out of here. And Raiden kicks him out. But no, the, the he was redeemed by the barbecue defense. The barbecue defense. Goro, one of the most iconic characters in the Mortal Kombat lore, gets killed in somebody's backyard. Somebody thought this was a good idea. People are calling for the suckers, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, suckers, all right. Seriously. All right, you can have it still. Do I have it here still? Oh, I got to put it. I don't have it here anymore. Oh, no, I got to put it back. I'm sorry, guys. I thought I still had it in here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it. Here you go. Yeah, seriously. It's called, hey, do you want to watch Scorpion versus Sub-Zero for an entire movie? 
Suckers! <laughs> I, and I hate to say this. I got more entertainment out of Mortal Kombat Annihilation because it's so bad. You know? Like, seriously. Who? Like, I mean, I don't... It's not... It is not the actor's fault. They're there to do their job. It's not the martial artist's fault. It's not the stuntman's fault. They're there to do their job. Some of the casting I actually I actually kind of liked. But you totally forgot what the point of Mortal Kombat was. And I don't care if it was a prequel to the tournament. I mean, they're, they're the good guys making their decision because of plot armor, basket weaving, Cole uh, said, hey, let's go after them. And then they go after them. That should have been the most satisfying goddamn thing ever. You bring in uh, fucking to fight Liu Kang. What's his name? Uh, Sword Hooks. Uh, no, no, no. Sword oh, Hooks. Sword, uh... Uh, tell me out, guys. Sword, sword Hook guy. Mortal Kombat. Help me out. He sounded like Bill Burr in the fucking movie. Help me out. Oh, oh yeah. Cabal. Cabal. You, bring, you bring in Cabal, who looks like he's going to be a badass. And his fight with Liu Kang was, what was that, two minutes? That second half should have been so satisfying to make up for the bullshit earlier. That Jax versus Nathan Jones fight should have been a straight street fight brawl. No, it's 20 seconds. I think it's literally 20 seconds. Melina versus Sonya Blade, terrible. Hey, not only did Goro get fucked up in somebody's barbecue backyard, how did you guys enjoy the fight with Sonya versus Kano in the fucking trailer park? Did you enjoy that? Trailer Park, right? The ultimate stage in Mortal Kombat. Everybody remembers that. That's everyone's favorite stage. The fucking Trailer Park. Fuck this movie. Seriously, man. I hope to God that they improve. Well, of course, uh, Mortal Kombat 30 enjoyed it because that's his name. <laughs> but as long as you enjoyed it, man, it's all that my, that's all that matters. But there's no defense. For Kano jobbing in the trailer park. Goro jobbing in the barbecue backyard. No one cares about these characters. They're fucking annoying. Kane, they didn't trust the audience. They thought the audience was dumb and you had to live through fucking Cole, a generic character with Hawkeye syndrome. All of this that I'm ranting about is the fucking movie, guys. It's the goddamn movie. Only the beginning and only the end was the only parts of this movie I liked. Besides Kano making me chuckle here and there. Fuck this movie. Seriously. Especially when it's going around bragging, oh, we got the best fight scenes of all time. Fuck you for every whoever said that. Seriously. Seriously. All right? And I pray to God they improve with the sequel. I want to come out of that sequel going, oh, man. Woo! All the criticisms they took to heart and fixed shit. Stop fucking up the fight scenes. I swear to God, I feel like the director went to lunch and second unit went in and didn't know what the fuck to do to edit the fight scenes and fucked it all up in the middle of the movie. And then he came back at the end. All right, I'm back to the fact to finish and edit fucking end finale fight. And and the Sub-Zero versus Scorpion fight at the end was so good and it was tainted by fucking Cole showing up, being there. So I couldn't even enjoy that fight fully. Seriously. So enough, enough Mortal Kombat ranting, okay? 
<laughs> and if you're curious, if you want to know what the original actors that played the Mortal Kombat character from the games thought, rewind last year and you'll find that video here on the channel. If you want to know what they thought about the movie, it's hilarious. All right. So, yeah, no more of this shit. All right, here we go. We're almost done, guys. We're almost done. We're almost there. All right. It's your turn. Oh. I can take a breath. Well, I am happy. Thunder Force. <laughs> I'm happy to say that I barely remember this movie. <laughs> and it's your fault. I even remember watching it. Right, right. I completely forgot that last year I had one of my fits where I wasn't feeling well. <laughs> yeah. And what do I do when I'm not feeling well or I'm like in one of my really super depressed modes and I just want to. I just want to just veg out and say, fuck the world, fuck my life. I torture myself with bad movies. Now, I have never seen, I don't think I've seen a Melissa McCarthy film all the way through. Okay. My mother. I thought you saw Tammy. My mom. Against your will. My mom sat down. She came over a couple, a while back. Yeah. She started watching Tammy. Yeah. I was 10 minutes in and I said, I'm going in the corner and I'm going to paint. Oh, okay. So technically Tammy was on in the background okay, while hair. I was painting. Uh-huh. And I, so I have half-assed seen Tammy. I can say that I have not seen Tammy, but yeah. I am aware. And I have no, I've seen enough to know that this is, yeah. Melissa McCarthy, she might be a very lovely human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She might be very sweet. Yeah. But. And I've heard she's better in other stuff. She is simply, I have I have yet to find her funny in anything. Right, right. And knowing that and seeing that this was a quote unquote giant air quotations comedy on Netflix. <laughs> Which just the yeah. thumbnail with them in their stupid looking suits. I'm like, this looks like trash. Right. And what is a cardinal sin that a comedy, the, the number one cardinal sin that a comedy yeah. will commit? It's unfunny. Right. Now, whether some people found this funny, I don't know. Yeah. Not once. I don't think anybody did really. <laughs> Not once. Not once did I laugh. Wow. That's amazing. Not fucking once. This movie, Ooh. all I remember was sitting sitting in the first like 10 minutes of this movie and there was like five different musical shifts uh-huh. trying to oh, no. suggest, hey, audience, we're fun. Hey, you know these music, you know this, these, these songs, right? Hey. Right. right. Trying to suggest a, a passage of time. Right. right. For the characters, because the characters start off when they're kids, they're, they're young, they're a little yeah. bit older, a little right. bit older, and then they're adults. Right. And I, again, thank God I remember very little of this film. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I just remember everything was so awkward. Yeah. Um, I felt bad for the chick that played Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy because she ends up in this movie. Oh, really? And I'm like, why? <laughs> uh, Jason Bateman, I think his name is. Oh, he's in this too? He ends up in this. Yeah, yeah. Which was very unfortunate. Oh, he could be funny sometimes. Um, well, he was trying. Damn it. But, oh, God. Um, yeah, that's all I can say. Uh, completely unfunny. So you didn't laugh once. Not even like no. because of how bad it was. 
I no, it was it was terrible. I, I sat there and at one point it was like, no, I've gotten this far. I'm gonna continue to hate watch this. <laughs> so I dodged a bullet. There was no reason for you to watch this. <laughs> you don't have that yeah, you don't have that that drive to hurt yourself the way I do. <laughs> That's why I watched the the second remake of Black Christmas. <laughs> All right, Thunder Force. There you Absolute go. Absolute Thunder Trash. Um, thunder Trash. All right, here's the big one. Everyone's gonna kill us for this, but we gotta be honest, okay? Oh no. Uh, I'm. Uh, we gotta be honest again. If you guys love the movie, great. We're happy for you, oh, but we have to be honest here. God. We're gonna get so much hate for this. I'm sorry. So much. I'm sorry, but we have to be honest. Oh. I'm sorry. So, what did I say 10 to 15 minutes in? I said, holy shit, look at how beautiful this movie looks. Mm-hmm. We can't, I can't wait to buy it. I was already kind of like, maybe we should buy it, you know. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to buy this in 4K. Oh, my God. Cinematography so good. Mm-hmm. And the first 15 minutes were very mysterious and intriguing. And very interesting. And I was, we were all on board. And we saw the trailer for this way back and it looked fascinating. And we, were, we actually really wanted to see it in theater. We were like, man, look at the way this looks. <clears throat> and um, we were not expecting an action flick. You guys, Dune made the best list. Stop it. D- yeah, Dune actually <laughs> made the best list. Sorry. Sorry. Matrix was already mentioned. And Matrix Dune was already made the made. best list. Sorry. Dune Quit made it. the best list. <laughs> This is why you guys are gonna hate us for this one. Sorry, but Godzilla we gotta be. Kong was on the best list. Sorry, you go. We're wine. We're wine. <laughs> you see the early game. Last night in Soho made the best list. Cut it out. <laughs> anyway. 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 Um. <laughs> and I, I looked to her and I said, "Man, Solf, we need to really check out everything Studio A twenty four has done mm. because so far." We love the witch. We love hereditary. Uh, was the lighthouse a twenty four? I'm not, not sure we're if not that sure was because the director, though. At least did, from the witch. Yeah, the, did... the the Northman coming out looks awesome next year. You know, everyone's guessing. And <laughs> and let them have, let them have fun. Um, and we were like, we have to see everything because someone, so far, someone got it. Well, don't say anything. No, no, no. I didn't All know right, you. but we're gonna get a lot of shit, guys. But by the end of it. We fucking hated the Green Knight. I'm sorry. Mm. I I this hurts. Yeah, it does. This hurts. Yeah. We did not have high expectations. We were not expecting an action movie. We were expecting a slow burn fantasy adventure that maybe had a little bit of the artsy farts in it. Mm-hmm. And it had too much goddamn fart in its art. <laughs> <laughs> and we ended up so disappointed by the end. I'm not going to lie. So disappointed. I man. ended up mad. She got mad. Yeah. She got she got so annoyed by this movie uh, and smelling its own farts and loving it. Okay. You know, I, I feel like that I have she to, was, I have she to was like, okay, go ahead. I go ahead. Explain. Go ahead. This movie, about a little more than halfway through, had me so baffled right that i was like okay i already know that by the end oh wow (laughs) by the end of the film i made up my mind i'm gonna have to read up on the actual folklore that this is based on so she does her research because 
I didn't feel that this movie narratively was coming together in a way that I was able to follow. And I'm right. like, I can usually, even if I struggle a little bit, I can usually follow things eventually. Right. The movie comes to an end and I was getting furious because yeah. I'm like, why was this here? Why was this here? Why was this here? Why was this here? So I go immediately. Who was that? What happened? I what? immediately yeah. go to Wikipedia and I I start reading about the, the, the tale that this is actually based on. And I'm like, okay, well, I saw some of that in this film. But what the fuck was the fox? What the fuck was the giants? What the fuck was the headless girl and her head in the lake? And yeah. this and that. I'm like, why? Or the guy that, ro that robbed him of the axe like, earlier. I was, I was that so, went nowhere. I was so irritated. <laughs> so many scenes went nowhere. I was so fucking irritated. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I shouldn't have to be a scholar right. in mid-century English folklore <laughs> yeah. to understand your film. Right. I can understand putting Easter eggs and references right. to things in your film mm -hmm. if you love folklore. Right. I can understand that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like Mandy, sorry, Joel. Mandy <laughs> is a film scattered yeah. with references that I don't completely understand. Right. But I was able to fucking follow the movie and yeah. understand the majority of the film. Like I've seen a video yeah. that broke down all of the references of Mandy, and I'm like, wow, I don't read. A lot anymore like i used to read but i don't read but you know books anymore like i don't i don't read books anymore like um uh yeah sci-fi and right um, right 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 fantasy i don't do that anymore um my brain doesn't work and <laughs> so i wouldn't know about all of the layers of references that were put into mandy and so listening to someone break everything down that i wasn't able to grasp that was fascinating but you could still the follow the, day, the story yeah i could still follow the film it was a revenge it was a revenge movie yeah so yeah watching the green knight and then reading the tale that it was based on i yeah. was like i was so fucking pissed because it's like i literally i would have to go to like six different reference points to understand just one fucking simple what should have been a simple yeah folklore tale here's your tale there's right. a tale of a guy who wanted to be a knight and wanted to go out on an adventure blah 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 but this had to be a deconstruction and right Oh, you know, he thought this is what it was going to take to be a man, but no, it backfired on him, and now yeah, he wants to go do this, yeah. but he's really a coward, and blah, 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 but oh, on the way, a fox starts following him around, and he meets some giants that howl with the fox, but you never see them again, and they look weird, and it's like Attack on Joel, Titan. Joel Edgerton made out with him, and then let him go. Which was kind of part... <laughs> Wait, here's the yeah. thing. Yeah. The Joel Edgerton scene where he leans down and kisses him, that was part of the fucking tale. Yeah. But it doesn't get brought up again because it doesn't reference the fact that the Joel Edgerton character was supposed to be the fucking Green Knight. Yeah. He isn't the Green Knight in the movie. He's not the Green Knight. It's the same thing with the fucking headless woman. At one point, she tells the kid, hey, the Green Knight is somebody you know. Doesn't get referenced in this movie. It's a reference in the tale, but she's not in the original tale because the in the tale, it says that, oh, all these things happen, but they're not specified. Right, all these right. tales and adventures happen to him. Yeah in the story but they're not specifically referenced so you can right. take that to me and you can make up whatever you want along I, the way i guess that's what this movie did yeah and <clears throat> and so you can say that you know he could you could make up whatever you want okay fair enough but when you have this character reference something that never ends up happening later yeah why bother why bother why bother having joel edgerton 
Why did Alicia Vikander whack him off? <laughs> Babe? I, Honey? I don't know. And tell him you're no knight? She 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 came on to him. It looked like she wanted to fuck him. And then for some reason she oh. she whacked she 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 gave him the hand. She gave him the old fashioned. Oh. <clears throat> and then she, it didn't seem like she was pleased with the result, but yet she gave him the magical uh the sash. the sash that protected him until he took it off and then he died. When she did her research and read to me the actual uh what it's based, what this movie's based off of. The script, I mean, this plot was still convoluted, but I was able to understand what you read to me way more than this movie. <laughs> like, I was like, what are you doing, movie? Yeah, so it's a beautiful, gorgeous film. You can get lost in its atmosphere. You could, I mean, you'll love this, you'll, you'll probably love the soundtrack too. And Joel Edgerton's a great actor. Uh, however, yeah, it just was so such a frustrating watch. And if they were able to rein it in a little bit, uh, you know, maybe like, we would have been we would have loved it more. Like you know I what said, I mean? Like Easter eggs are one thing, right? But when you introduce things that are like huge visual centerpieces that force you to focus on it for minutes at a time and right. then it goes absolutely fuck all nowhere right, right and right. you're sitting there scratching your head like what did i just see yeah. why did i just see it and yeah. then that's it and then you're just okay off we go i get okay it's part of the adventure but at the same time yeah it seems like the fox should have meant something yeah it seemed like the yeah. the lady without the head should have her warning about the 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 night being somebody that he knows should have meant something. It should have, it, yeah. And it just I, scenes it, happen for uh, no reason, and there's no payoff. That's the main meat of the Green Knight, and you can kind of, I mean, if you want to make shit up to to help you understand it, like I think I understand what this is. I don't know, but but you reading the actual basic plot of what this movie's based off of, yeah, the the folklore, the folk tale. Uh-huh. made more sense uh, in its own way than the film. Yeah. Uh, Eric, we're getting ready to end it, man. I know, Eric. You're late. You're so late. <laughs> you missed all the rants. Yeah, all the yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, we, we wanted to like it. We did. Because uh, visually, it's it's pretty amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, really frustrating uh, experience. And this def- this is the only defense I'm seeing for this movie, and I'm noticing a trend because it's all the same goddamn excuse. The defense for this movie that I keep seeing, and we're still talking about the Green Knight, is it's worth watching once. <laughs> I saw I saw for Jamie this movie is one of Jeremy John's best of the year, and guess what he says at the end? It's worth watching once. That doesn't sound you don't you don't sound too confident there, Jeremy. <laughs> And I've seen other people in the comments on other videos. They all say, hey, it's worth watching one time. It's not a good defense. That, that, that sounds like you're unsure. You know what I mean? You should say, no, it's amazing. Go check it out. But that's I keep seeing that. Uh, what's up, Logan's Doom? What's, what's happening? What's Joel see? Uh, I didn't want to see it, but so many people gave it praise. And when I walked out, I unfriended all the idiots who recommended it. All right. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody who just got here. All right, here we go.
Number one, my worst of the year. You probably know what it is. Oh, God. You probably know what it is. Uh, the funny thing about this movie is that people have seen, they've seen my review for it. And they've seen how much I hate it. And them watching my review and seeing how much I've, I've hated it, they went off and watched the movie and they like it. Because I've con- I've destroyed their expectations for it. So when they watch it, they're like, I liked it. Right? They Jay Leno went. Right? So by all means, don't let what I say detract your enjoyment of the film. You may love it, right? Go out and watch it. Have a blast. Go out and buy it in 4K. Okay? Uh, but to me, there was actually a, a movie that almost beat this movie. And I'll talk about it. This movie was almost dethroned. I'll talk about that in my best and worst action movies of the year, which will be next Tuesday with Rick Myers. So make sure you don't miss that. But this movie offended me on a personal level because I thought with movies like The Raid, you have the stunt team and Chad doing what they're doing with the John Wick films. We're getting out of those old bullshit days of shaky cam and quick cut editing and just ruining fight scenes. And Mortal Kombat was pretty bad. They nailed it in the beginning and the end. And in the middle, somebody came in and fucked it up. I did not know it could get worse, apparently. And I feel so bad because I love this goddamn genre. I love the lead actor who played the villain in this because he's amazing. I just finished his uh, uh, two series, uh, two season episode, uh, two season show called Warrior on uh, HBO Max, which is phenomenal. Make sure you guys watch it. Motherfucking Snake Eyes is my worst. It's the worst film in the uh, of the year for me. I'm sorry, Severio. I love you, baby. I love you, baby. Severio loved this movie. And I'm glad. I'm glad that this movie brought someone enjoyment. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. I was stunned. Uh, as a ninja, Lady Fablet has uh, disappeared. I This was a person. I took this movie personal. Like, I was in the theater, and I could not believe what I was watching. I'm watching this movie. The plot is generic. You know, Samar Weaving's Wasted as Scarlet. Diet Baroness was nothing. Uh, we even had a girls get it done moment at the end of the movie, which was so forced and cringe. And the worst thing is, plot-wise, the movie fucks up so bad in a way where it makes you hate the fucking hero by the end of the movie. You are literally rooting for the villain by the end of the movie. Because what happens to Storm Shadow makes no goddamn sense. You got a guy they're fighting who can literally, he has a, he has a MacGuffin that literally can have, he can, he can blow up buildings. And they're being attacked. And his ninja clan is being attacked. So he somehow, sorry spoilers, fuck this movie, he somehow gets the MacGuffin and kills the, 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 the other villain of the film, taking over their clan to save his family and his ninja clan 
but yet he is he is the bad guy apparently because no one from that clan is supposed to touch that MacGuffin. So he is banished from his clan, his ninja clan to fucking kill people. He is banished from the clan. And guess what? Snake Eyes, the hero of the movie, sneaks in and betrays the clan, lies to his best friend, and he gets rewarded by the end of the movie. Who fucking wrote this? And all these posters that you see Snake Eyes in a uniform. Well, guess what? You don't see him in the goddamn uniform to the last shot of the movie before it goes to end credits. Fuck you, Snake Eyes. Seriously. Fuck this movie, man. And that's the one of that's that's half of the reason why I hate this movie. The other half, I was just like, what the fuck happened with the fight scenes? There's parts of the fight scenes where you can kind of see what's going on. But majority of it, man, they're quick, the quick cut editing and the and the shaky cam was so bad. You will have scenes in this movie where both guys are literally surrounded by hundreds of men. Hundreds. And it's so chopped up so bad, it feels like they fought 10 people and left. That's how bad this is. The ninja motorcycle action sequence, I was actually kind of enjoying that a little bit, but then they ruined that when Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes face each other on top of the train because you couldn't see a fucking goddamn thing. One of the coolest part of the movie from the trailer is you see you see uh, uh, the other villain versus Storm Shadow on top of a rainy roof with a neon backlight, and it's so gorgeous and badass looking. And I so I was so excited I couldn't wait to see. That's my shit right there. Force Vengeance, Chuck Norris, Revenge of the Ninja. Let's fight in the rooftop, right? I was so happy. And as soon as they pull back and they're about to fight, they run at each other. And guess what? You don't see a goddamn thing from that fight. They cut to somebody else. Hey, let's see what fucking Henry Golding is doing over here while we're missing the fucking fight. So you wasted millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars for that amazing shot, that building, neon sign, special effects. and You wasted all that because you didn't show them fight. Right around that time of the movie, I was it, that needle was in the ribs. I was like, what is happening? What is happening? What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? You have Andrew Koji in here. Let me remind everyone here. So the same team and the same martial arts. Oh, I think I dug it. The same martial arts, right? Uh, Stunt team and fight choreographer. The same people who did my favorite movie of the year. This movie. That's my favorite film of the year. The same stunt team. When you think about that and all the hard work that he, him and his team went through. And now let me show you this. Watch this. Watch this right here. This is behind the scenes footage. Watch this. Hey! 
None of that shit's in this fucking movie. None of it. None of the fight scenes in this movie, you can clearly see more than multiple movements of our stars killing multiple men. When when the camera work is better in your fucking previous <laughs> stuntman just training is better than your multi-million dollar movie, you have fucked up. And you have fucked up with me as a martial arts movie fan, as a guy who loves ninja flicks. What happened? What happened? We, I, per, I, I take this movie personally because this is a step backwards. We're going backwards, guys. Come on. And I remember when a lot of mainstream movies over here in America, a lot of the fight scenes were edited this way. We're trying to pull out of that. We're trying to go back to the golden age of Hong Kong cinema where you could see all the fight scenes. Imagine the classic fight scene throwdown with Jackie Chan versus Benny the Jet or Kitas. Imagine if they got that same goddamn editor to come in and fuck up that fight scene. The, the raid. The end fight scene with Mad Dog at the end. Imagine if they got that same editor for Snake Eyes to go in and edit that fight. It would ruin everything. Ruin everything. And so I personally <laughs> think this movie, this movie's on the list as my number one. Now, can you watch it and you can you enjoy it? Sure. I'm sure you could. You know, I've seen a lot of people. Did I miss something? There's just a I don't see anything. No, That's as low as it goes. Oh. Yeah. Somebody yeah. from... Oh, Will? Member. Will? Member from the Venom Mob crew. Oh, Will. What's up, man? He says, American Ninja with Michael Dudikoff was better. A lot of those fights were filmed better. They were. They were. That's the 80s, man. Who did I miss? Someone from the Venom Mob crew. Uh, I missed something. Hold on, guys. I think I missed a, uh, a super chat. Was it a super chat? No. Who? No, somebody from, somebody from... I didn't see anything. Let me see. I've never seen that before. Oh, I think he's, he's just talking. It's not a super chat. No, it's just, it's okay. just highlighted. So, all right. Sorry, guys. We thought we missed the super chat or something like that. But it's just a such a. I feel so bad. You can watch that clip I showed of Henry Golding on Jimmy Fallon when he's on the show with Jimmy Fallon. And they show that clip. You could see Henry Golding's face light up. He's so proud of his hard work. He's so happy. They're cheering, you know, and it's just sad. I get, I, I've talked to some stuntmen that work their asses off. And then when they go see their film, when they're done, they're like, what the fuck was this? You completely ruined all their hard work. Logan, welcome to the channel. Logan, are you new? He says we're too loud. <laughs> are, are you new, Logan? Are you new to the channel? We're always like this. <laughs> and you know, it's it's you can see it, they're just they're just Richard Norton. Maybe I shouldn't have said his name. <laughs> uh, somebody else. <laughs> I'm gonna chase that. Not Richard Norton. Someone else I talked to talked about all the hard work they put into with the Suicide Squad movie, the David Ayer version. Mm. And then they went to see the movie. They were like, what what happened? And I, I hate to see that. 
You know, I hate to see that. Couldn't you watch Snake Eyes and enjoy it? Sure, you can. But for Samurai Guy, you know, I take the I take these things to another level. These guys work so hard. They work their ass off. They put their lives on the line with these stunts and to give us entertainment. And when you have some editor come in and he'd never seen a martial arts movie before or he's never seen an action movie before and he doesn't know what he's doing and he fucks it all up. And that is that hurts more. And that's, you know, then just something with a stupid, dumb plot, right? Somebody coming out, somebody back, somebody's head, controlling them backwards, and they're doing Matrix moves. It's a lot worse. Yeah, so I'll add them here. Super chat. For those of us that respect filmmaking and stunt workers that they give us, this shit pisses me off. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I know. That's why it's number one for me. So, Oh, Logan, oh, Logan you're hilarious. <laughs> Logan's so funny. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we got John Wick stuntman tired of our... That's right. That's right, motorcycle. You're right. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. What a... Holy crap. What a a wonderful donation to help the channel out, John. Oh, my goodness. I I don't know what to say. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. He goes, been a while, guys. Great to see you, Lady Fat Blood. Apparently, Kate was a whole lot better than Snake Eyes. Oh. It was. <laughs> Kate was a lot better. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for the generous uh, uh, donation, man, and for supporting the channel. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing, uh, Artisan, is they had a great fight choreographer and stunt team do Snake Eyes. It was just the editors all post-editing fucked it all up. So, all right. What are you doing, Radical Reggie? They're still going, man. <laughs> Oh, we made it, guys. Woo. Well, Chase, uh, I have yet to reach the depths of suicidal tendencies enough to watch Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Not there yet, but and I have never seen oh, I've never man. seen Space Jam. So I have no reason to watch Space yeah, Jam. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't gotten that low yet. Yeah. Yet I watched Thunder Force. Yeah. Well, you had a reason to watch Thunder Force. And I, I, I just can't I can't bring myself to watch Tom and Jerry. I love the classic Tom and Jerry. <laughs> but anything yeah. anything recent Tom and Jerry, yeah. I feel like it's like, no, it's trash. So. We made it. Oh my god. We made it, guys. Thank you so much for Three hanging out. And a half I know. Hours. We had a lot of movies to talk about. Thank you so much for hanging out oh, with us, guys. God. Even if you agree to disagree, it's always awesome having you guys here, making us laugh. As you always do. Joel, and, uh, you I miss, hope you, you made us laugh. Hell of a, he missed the rant, the Snake Eyes rant. Who, Joel. Joel? You got to rewind, Joel. You got to go back. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for all the support of last year. Again, Happy New Year uh, to you guys. Uh, a lot of cool stuff coming to the channel in the future. Uh, don't forget, next Tuesday, join me and Rick Myers. We're going to be talking about our best and worst picks of last year of just straight action movies, just action. So you might see some things there that you didn't see today, okay? And uh, 11 a.m., stuntman and action uh, director Michael Hode will also be hanging out with us here on the channel uh, Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. And uh, a lot of cool stuff coming. We'll see if Samurai Guy has enough time to uh, uh, review Cobra Kai uh, and all that good stuff. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for a great last year. The The Movie Dojo Army has grown. The channel has grown. It's all thanks to you guys. And we're going to get even bigger uh, this year. We're going to do our best to still uh, review more content. And uh, Samurai Guy is going to try to do the best that he can to, to kind of keep, basically, 
you know, keep up with what comes out and I try to be so late with certain things. I'll do the best I can. I'll, I will try. And especially all you members that have supported us want to do more stuff with you guys as well. All right. Uh, but yeah, thanks again. Say goodbye. We're leaving. This is it. This is it. Yeah. I, wow. you probably won't see me for a while. Yeah. That's nothing. <laughs> that's nothing new. Lady Fat Blood's the real snake eyes. She comes in and, you know, whenever, you know, and we'll see her when you, you'll see her when you see her. But old samurai guy will be here. Uh, here you go. We will leave with this. Hell yeah, 2022 is going to be awesome. Fuck 2021. And fuck snake eyes. All right, guys. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. We see you guys. In the... Hey, three, three hours and 30 minutes. See you guys in the next one, guys. Keep watching movies. Good ones. Take care.